SpineAndOrtho.com. Hey, what's on your game day menu? Chips? Party mix? That's boring. When it's game day, order up a good meal for everybody from Black Eyed Pea. This is Vic Lombardi. Black Eyed Pea has all your favorites available for carryout on game day. Chicken fried steak with homemade cream gravy. Juicy pot roast. Fried chicken. All the sides. Plus fresh rolls and cornbread. That's how you roll on game day. Visit BlackEyedPeaColorado.com for locations and get their entire game day ready menu. The Colorado Rapids take on Atlanta United FC on September 15th at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. And it's to the wall, but it's Tim Howard once again with a massive save. Bring your whole family, no matter the size, courtesy of the Coca-Cola family plan. Starting at only $30, you get a ticket to the game, a meal, and a Coke. Oh, my word! He scores with his left, he scores with his right. Edgar Castillo scores what he wants. Get your tickets now at coloradorapids.com. You're on your way to the store, then boom, you're T-boned at 45 miles per hour. Instead of shopping, you're on your way to the ER. Then comes the doctor visits, prescriptions, therapy, diagnostics, ongoing treatment, and the limitations. You have range of motion problems. Then the ultimate insult. The insurance company makes you feel like the crash was your fault. You need a legal game plan. You want a legal game plan. At Bell & Pollock, we've used over 25 years of experience to develop a legal game plan just for you. Our game plan has injury rules, rules of treatment, rules of claims, insurance company rules, litigation rules, rules they use to beat you. Now you can have them and know them and use them to protect you and your family. Our Bell & Pollock legal game plan gives you the rules the insurance company doesn't want you to have or know or use. But guess what? We do. At Bell & Pollock, Success is no accident. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. Get your free initial consult and your free legal game plan. We'll help you. KKSE. Parker. Denver. September 17th. Altitude 950. Elevates to its new FM partner. Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Live from the Altitude 950 studios. The Vic Lombardi Show starts now. They're on the 14. Time has run out. And Wilson's pass is going to be intercepted by Pac-Man Jones as time runs out. Pac-Man Jones gets it, and that'll do it. The Broncos defeat the Seattle Seahawks 27-24. Pretty good weekend in Colorado sports. Save the two out of three at Coors Field. Um, everybody else got the job done. Welcome to the Vic Lombardi Show Monday morning, 7 o'clock. Why are you smiling? Pretty good time at the feeder other than that little interruption with the gunman. <laughs> Which leads to the question that I asked via Twitter yesterday as we welcome Manchester, HW, Jesse Trujillo, Marty O., uh, you went to the CU game in Nebraska. I did. Um, the one frustrating thing about going on the road, especially to Lincoln, I've had many friends tell me this, and you experience this, is how annoying it is to deal with Nebraska fans because they're so damn nice. It was uh, absurdly nice. I am not going to say it was annoying. I-, I found it refreshing. I found it a good level of perspective. Uh, before the game, I was there. I got there on Thursday night, so I spent Friday walking around Lincoln and checking it out. Great town, by Wait a the minute. way. Walking around Lincoln, would it take you ten minutes? No, see, that's the thing. Lincoln gets a bad rap. Lincoln, with uh, there's a lot of new high tech companies there. They've redone Haymarket, which um, what is Haymarket? Is their version of Lodo? You it's buy hay? Awesome. Okay, it's amazing. 
Um, and just so many, and you know, I'm that guy, I'm wearing my Colorado gear and so many people coming up to me and saying, Hey, good luck tomorrow. Uh, thanks for coming out. Now they clearly thought they were going to win. They make fun of your fancy black shorts. Nope. Didn't get any grief. I get more grief going to a Rockies game and rooting for the Rockies than I got in Lincoln yeah. for two full days. Uh, I thought their tone would change or their tune would change, uh, after the game. It did, uh, it did not. I had one person in two days. And I was outnumbered a thousand to one, uh-huh. at least one person in two days say anything at all. And it was 30 seconds yeah. of back and forth chirping between you, he and I. But do you know why? Do you know why that mentality exists? Because they have been beaten down over the last few mm. years. That's I don't know. Why. They, they were hyped up. They really think they're back. The, the t-shirt that I saw and I posted on Instagram was awesome. It mm-hmm. said, uh, Devaney, Osborne, a bunch of other guys, Frost, kind of outlining their coaches. So they're they're all in on Scott Frost. Uh, but after the game, you would not have been able to tell if they won or lost. Haymarket was still hopping. I saw Kaz. He was there. He was still having a good time with his yeah. group. And I'm like, everybody's still in a good mood. He goes, that's Nebraska, man. Sure. So they, they had their right perspective. They lost a uh, heartbreaker. Ha- had my team lost, I would not have been reveling and having a good time in Haymarket. Um, I would have been looking for a fight. Can we so get the Haymarket count going? Yeah, man, that's, that's five already. I'm going to, to show you, Manchester, a piece of video which was sent to me, uh, something that occurred during that game that changed the game entirely. And I'm not sure how many people have seen it. I want you to see it before we discuss it. Okay. So we'll get to that a little bit later. Okay. Remind me. But it was a piece uh, of video. It was an awesome weekend. Uh, I was on with you guys on Friday. Yeah. I picked the Buffs to win outright. Uh, and you two and Mark Mosier laughed. Apologies. Wait, 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 wait. At any point. Wait, wait. I had the buffs winning this game. What are you talking about? Mm, we can pull it back during the, during yes. the picks. At yes, the we end can. of the pick segment. No problem. Pull and it back. You guys. Oh, no, 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 no. Scoffed. I said, see, you me. should win this game. Scoffed. Oh, no, 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 no. You're, you're talking the wrong, that was the wrong show. Yeah, I'll maybe, take Vic's side on yeah, this. He maybe, was all over the place. Maybe that was a show you did in Shreveport mm. that day. I, I don't know what you're talking well, about. Anywho. Uh, I said the, the buffs in five and a half was free money yeah. and they're going to win outright. If you took my advice, you had a really good week. Although at halftime, I'm thinking, well, they're done. Oh yeah. At halftime, I was planning yeah, what score done. are yeah. we heading to the bar? Because they were getting overwhelmed offensively and overwhelmed in the trenches and Montez had no time and they had no running game, but give them credit. Give the buffs and the coaches credit. They made the necessary halftime adjustments. Okay. I conducted a poll yesterday. A simple poll. I thought it was simple. In the second half of the Broncos game and in the later innings of the Rockies game, I put this poll out there. I said, who would you rather have win right now? Both teams are trailing. The Rockies or the Broncos? What do you think the results of that poll were? Because I had over, let's see, how many people actually responded to this poll? Uh Over 5,000 respondents, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's a nice what, poll. What do you think the what do you think the uh, reaction is? Seventy four percent Broncos. It is latest measure because there's nine hours left. Fifty four percent Broncos, forty six percent Rockies. Surprising, it's that close. It, it, look, the answer is the Broncos. They there's less games in the NFL. There's less chance to make up for a home loss. So that was a pretty easy one. I voted for the Rockies. Yeah, I voted for the Rockies too. What a disappointing outing from Tyler Anderson. 
Yeah. Disappointing because we expected something other than that. Uh, the Rockies, the last seven, the Rockies score awful. six runs at home. You should win. Agreed. You should win when you score six. Agreed. But you know, we continue to go with the, hey, let's all have fun and let's do the nice story and let's try out Tyler Anderson and Chad Bettis and but Matt what, Holiday. Because what's what's it's your... a neat story and we can all have tweets about how it's flashback to 2007 and isn't this a great What is your alternative story? if you don't put Tyler Anderson out there? I don't disagree with you. Obviously he, let's not ready see for the Jeff moment. Hoffman. Can we see someone else? That's five out of seven. Games. What if, if, if I was work? terrible on five out of seven shows? How many times do you think I'd be here? So if they bring, it's too late to bring Hoffman up, isn't it? Or did they call him up for the September? Cards? Find someone. Yeah. Then they, then they dropped the ball if they didn't yeah. have somebody there ready to go because it wasn't like this just happened on September first. He was awful in August. So if they didn't, if they don't have anybody that's there that is ready to that's take that, that role, yeah. then shame on Jeff Breidich because Jeff Hoffman, or uh, sorry, Tyler Anderson, five of the last seven outings has been dismal. And yesterday was just yet another example. Well, when that fifth spot in the rotation comes up, they sh- probably should strongly consider just doing a full staff type of bring in everybody I and everybody get through that. it two innings. I would be fine with that. Or it's now September 10th. Is it too early to start shortening the rotation and say, hey, we got three weeks to pull this thing off? I'm going to the Rockies game tonight and um, privilege of uh, sitting right there in the very front row. So you're going to be seeing a lot of me tonight, Manchester. And I'm going to irritate awesome. you big time. Don't don't pull a, a Neil Devlin and wear a Phillies hat. Yeah, you mean. Yeah, I'm going to wear a Phillies hat. I wanted to make sure. Yeah, I I'll wanted to wearing, get that on the record. I'll be wearing a Phillies hat. I know Maybe they're I'll, playing the Diamondbacks, but yeah. he always wears a Phillies hat. Maybe I'll wear a wide array of, uh, I'll bring a wide array of signs with me. Uh, like game day signs. I don't know. That'd we'll figure cool. something out. Uh But I, I, I asked the question yesterday, the poll question, um, because I wanted to prove a point, and and I wanted to see where we stood as a city. Because one team, and you voted for the Broncos, I voted for the Rockies. I I think those games mean more for the Rockies now, no matter what, because the Rockies are a legitimate threat, okay, to win it all. Are the Broncos a legitimate threat to win it all? I ask you this right now. Are they a legitimate threat to win it all? You know, as as we once again were reminded in Week One, uh, the NFL is such a crapshoot. I mean, the hold Buff- on, you got them going six and ten, bro. I know that the Buffalo Bills were in the playoffs last year in the AFC. They lost forty-seven to three in the opener. The Tennessee Titans were in the playoffs last year in the AFC. They lost in a game that took, I think, four days in Miami. They lost twenty-seven twenty. Um, it, it, it's a crapshoot. Now, I will say, uh, Kansas City. Those of you who wanted to uh, bury them because they have a quarterback who was making his second career start, that's the best team in the division, and it ain't even close. Um, but they no, have the I mean, best player in the division. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens when Offensive you just turn it over to your young guy and say, Offensive "Let's go." Player. Um, it, it, I, I, Denver are they a legit contender? I don't know. Probably not. I still think they're going to go six and ten, seven and nine. Um, but I was I was very encouraged yesterday. The answer is Rockies. Very. The answer is Rockies. You wanted the Rockies to win because you want the Rockies to do what they can to bury the Dodgers. You want the Rockies to win the division. You want the Rockies in the playoffs with a chance to play a series in the playoffs. The answer is Rockies. It doesn't make you a bad person for, for voting for the Broncos. Look, I went to the Broncos game. I had a choice. I could have gone to the Rockies game. Altitude TV gives me many choices. So does Altitude 950. You can do what you please on game day. I chose the Broncos game, and I'm watching the Rockies on my sling box. I'm paying more attention to the Rockies game, to be honest, than I am the Broncos game. But I chose to go to the Broncos game. Subconsciously, I made that decision myself. Because you can go to the Rockies game tonight. And I'm going to the Rockies game tonight. Right. That's but why it's not but important. in terms of importance, in nah. terms of overall welfare for the team, I think it was more important for the Rockies to win. Now they didn't. Doesn't matter now. 
But it shows that you, I guess it gives you a little insight on the psyche of our town. Let me ask you this. If the Rockies lose yesterday, they do. Is anybody calling for Bud Black's head? Why would, if the Broncos lose yesterday, is anybody calling for Vance Joseph's head? Yeah, but it's about what team do you believe has a chance? So clearly one game was more important what than the other. What team do you believe has a chance? That's what it comes down to in my book. All right, we'll go more into that. Uh, I really want to delve into the college football weekend because I thought it was tremendous for the state of Colorado. Not only CU, but CSU. My goodness. The fact the Rams came back to win that game against an SEC team, the mighty SEC. How you like him now? The Broncos are one to know. Uh, which Bronco player impressed you? We know the answers. Which one disappointed you? We'll get into that. Our Power Five question of the day is coming up later. Uh, Drew Goodman from AT&T Sportsnet on the Rockies game, plus Paul Clee of the Gazette at 9.30. You got the Vic Lombardi show. It's Monday morning. Manchester emerged unscathed from Big Red. Welcome back. Thank you. It was... So nice, and I want to thank the people of Lincoln, Lincoln for being so hospitable. I was with kids all weekend. I think yeah. that's why they were nice. I was with little kids. If they you were, they were wearing your fancy black shorts, perhaps a different it tune would have been is sung. All over me. It's cold outside. Be prepared. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. Monday, September 17th, double your altitude when Altitude Sports Radio 950 AM becomes Denver's home for Fox Sports Radio and 92.5 The Wolf becomes Altitude Sports Radio 92.5 FM. Here he comes and here we go. Jokic for three. Mile High Basketball tips off in Denver when your Nuggets host the Phoenix Suns on October 20th. Single game tickets for the 2018-19 Denver Nuggets season are on sale now. Get your tickets to the biggest games of the season at Nuggets.com, the Pepsi Center box office, or by calling 303-287-DUNK. The road to success is paved with your new career at Brandon Sand and Gravel. Since 1906, they're one of the most respected concrete and construction companies. And Brandon is hiring right now. They need Class A and B CDL drivers and operators and laborers. They need you. Brandon offers competitive wages, a full benefits package, including matching 401K. Become a part of the Brandon team. Apply today at Brandon1.com. That's B-R-A-N-N-A-N, the number one, dot com. Attention all Class A CDL drivers. The Transportation Department at Safeway is excited to announce a new pay increase, and we want you to join our team. How would you like to start out making $25.56 per hour the first day on the job with a potential $12,500 bonus? Plus, you'll get to go home at the end of every shift. In order to be considered for this position, you'll need documented work experience in the transportation trucking industry. And of course, you must have a Class A CDL. We're looking for drivers with at least two years of all-season or mountain driving experience with tractor-trailer equipment, and you must be 21 years old to apply. This is a great opportunity to work with a stable company and a place you can retire from. We are scheduling interviews and only have a limited number of driver positions open. Apply today by logging on to SafewayDenverDC.com. That's SafewayDenverDC.com. Please complete the online job application and we'll be in touch to schedule next steps. Safeway is a drug-free workplace and an equal opportunity employer. Cool 105 presents Cool Concert 2018 starring Rick Springfield. Live. Also starring Loverboy with special guest Jim Blossoms and Tommy Two-Tone. 
Saturday, September 22nd, Pepsi Center. Reserve seats starting at just 10.50. On sale now at LiveNation.com and all Altitude ticket outlets. The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Gain practical experience with emerging technology and equipment not found in the civilian world. The Army National Guard can get you started in an array of STEM-related career fields such as information technology, communication systems, special forces engineers, technical engineering, air traffic control, and chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear science. Get a head start on your career in an exciting new field while earning money to pay for college, all while serving in your own community. Log on to NationalGuard.com or talk to a recruiter in your area to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities available to you in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. Hey, Abs fans, it's Mark Mosier, voice of your Colorado Avalanche. He's scored! For the price of a cup of coffee per day, you can get season tickets for your Colorado Avalanche with an icebreaker membership. There's a dog pile on the captain. A dog pile. He threw it from inside of his own blue line. Visit ColoradoAvalanche.com for more information and go abs. The Altitude 950 traffic update. Getting into the heart of the rush hour right now, and we are seeing the usual slow traffic southbound 225 Parker Road to Yosemite. Traffic is brought to you by CC's New Endless Pan Pizzas. Now in the buffet, northbound I-25 is slowing Castle Pines Parkway to C-470, and there is a crash reported on northbound I-25 at the Johnstown exit. Now at CC's New Endless Meat Eater and Supreme Pan Pizzas on the buffet, starting at just $5.99. Only at CC's. Prices and participation vary. Restrictions apply. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Lindsey going out as a receiver, and here he is. Lindsey down the sideline, gets inside the 10 and scores! There's a rookie, Philip Lindsey, coming right back for the Broncos. Three rookies involved on that play. Three of them. Phil Lindsay, of course, scoring his first NFL touchdown. Deshaun Hamilton, another Broncos rookie who gives a key block down the field. I mean, a perfect block for a wide receiver to allow Lindsay to cut inside and score. And then the Seahawks rookie, Shaquem Griffin, who made his first start, who completely got lost on the play. He covered the inside receiver rather than going to the flats for his real assignment, which was Phil Lindsay. So three rookies... Net result, Broncos touchdown. Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show, Altitude 950. Do not forget one week from this morning, one week from right now, if you tune into the broadcast, you're going to have to flip the dial. Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. We're going FM in one week. Thou shall not forget. You can still hear us via uh, the internets, via the app. So if you have the app downloaded, that's still going to work for you. But we're very excited to go to the FM side of things. Fellas, Phil Lindsay after the game. And what got me was this. Do you remember after the very first Broncos training camp practice? Do you remember my interview with Brandon Marshall, Bronco linebacker? What yes. did he say to us after the very first Broncos practice? He said, uh, Phil Lindsay's going to make this team. He's going to be our third down back. And we all wondered, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a pretty bold statement to make on day one of training camp. Yes. Right? 
Yes. Man, was he right. Players know. Players know. They see it. And every time Phil Lindsay does something on the field, now listen, he didn't go crazy. He did his job yesterday. He did what he was supposed to do. But every time I see him do his job, I can't help but think, how in this world, how in the NFL, which has everything at its fingertips, right? Every NFL team has mountain of scouts. They do what they please. They have all the resources in the world. How does a guy go seven rounds, 32 teams, and everybody misses? How's that possible? It's amazing. How does he not get invited to the combine? How is this possible? If you watched a single CU game last year, you knew he was among the handful of best players on the field every game for both teams. It's it's silly. I don't, I don't know. It's ridiculous. Now, the Broncos are going to get a lot of credit, and John Elway is going to get a lot of credit for finding him. I think you also have to say, wait a minute. John Elway's plan was to pass on this guy ten times and hope everybody else passed on him and then hope he chose to sign with Denver as an undrafted free agent. That's not the plan. You fell bass-ackwards into something, and it worked out. But if you really knew he was a player... You take him in the fifth, sixth, or seventh. You don't pass on him ten times. I mean, come on. Give him credit at least for understanding the value and making sure you throw him a pretty penny in free agency to come here. Here's what I give him credit for. I give him credit for seeing early on that, hey, this guy can play and letting him get reps in training camp, letting him get reps in preseason, and then putting him on the roster and not falling in love with, well, it's got to be a guy that we're giving X dollars to or we spent X pick on. Just going with whoever's the best guy. That, I think the Broncos deserve a ton but, but, of credit for. But this is why I love Phil Lindsay, because here he is in his hometown. I mean, you talk about a great story. Grew up here in Denver. Played Futures football here. Futures football is the Broncos help organize this thing where they, uh, they invest in young players and, um, they invested in young players like Phil Lindsay. Always wanted to play in his hometown. Well, he went up the road, played in Boulder for college and now suits up for his hometown Broncos. Afterwards, cut number three in the locker room with Phil Lindsay there, Jesse, on just the moment and how cool it was. Hey, dude, when you saw the stadium, when you crossed the goal line for the first time, did you think, my God, I grew up here, this is what it's all about, baby? Honestly, I just thought about, all right, now I got to go down and kick off and go get a tackle. <laughs> That's what I did. You don't have time to go through nah, that anymore. Nah, nah it's, not like, it's not like college. You go, it's about winning, and I'm, you learn fast, that's ups and downs, and you got to be in your piece of cues at all times. Thanks, Bill. That tells you all you need to know right there. You didn't have time to soak in the moment. Didn't have time for that right now. He was... He was on kickoff duty after the touchdown. Guy plays special teams. Guy plays third down back. Guy plays return. Guy plays everything. It's why one of the worst excuses you hear uh, from announcers or from writers or media in general is, well, he's a rookie. Well, there's a guy who's playing in his first NFL game, and he clearly gets it. He looks like a leader. That it's not college anymore. I also love it like when a guy will let a punt go over his head and or, you know, or field a punt at the three. They'll say, well, rookie mistake. Really? Yeah. It's different than you it's play, been for the you, other yeah. 16 years you've, you've been playing played football? You've enough football. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, I understand yeah. making the transition to the NFL, the speed of the game, and how that sure. may impact some decisions. I get it. But just the, the basic football decisions, you should pretty much have by now. And he clearly okay. understood he was on a different stage. Yes. And, oh, hey, I still have another job to do. It's not just celebrate my touchdown. But, look, he was good yesterday. There were a lot of people that were very good for the Broncos yesterday. Um, he shined though. You could tell yeah. there's something different about him. Even when he runs the ball, you know, and people are going to say, give him more touches. I don't know. Maybe the, the amount of touches he got in that game, maybe that's sort of what he can handle right now. You don't want to get him hurt, 
You don't want to throw him out there for 30 touches a game. No, but it was it's a nice combo of thunder and lightning between he and Royce Freeman. That's a perfect blend right there. And then you see Royce Freeman late in the game when they need to move the chains in the four-minute drill. Uh, he was very, very effective. Running downhill. Um, so I, I like that combo. I thought Philip Lindsay was very good yesterday. I think everybody should pump the brakes a little bit. But look, he made a big play. This is a team that had virtually no juice last year at all. And the first touchdown of the 2018 season is a 29-yard play that is from a guy who could make plays, a guy who had some speed, a guy who looked like, hey, you know what? Anytime he touches it, you never know what's going to happen. That's a huge step in the right direction. Well, it was one of the biggest storylines yesterday was he and Royce Freeman both get 15 carries. Devontae Booker gets two. Two for four yards. You know what? You know, again, this is where you got to give credit to the Broncos. They're, they're not, they're not going to wait around anymore. Patience isn't part of this program. If the kids are better, the kids are going to play. Lindsey, 15 carries, 71 yards. Freeman, 15 carries, 71 yards. <laughs> Pretty good combination right there. No, you said I'm, it best. I'm agreeing with you. I, I think it's, uh, yeah, refreshing that they're just letting the best players play and not being, well, Booker's our third year guy. We got to make him the workhorse. No, Devontae Booker is not as good a football player right now as Phil Lindsay and Royce Freeman and Bill Musgrave and Vance Joseph made a conscious decision yesterday to let the two kids play and it paid off. All right, Manchester, Case Keenum reaction. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was very good. If the third play of the game to me was a sign that things are going to be different. Um, the Broncos are in a third and long. He buys a little time, rolls out, finds Emmanuel Sanders down the field, past the sticks for a first down, and I think it was third and 16, third and 17. Last year, that is a four-yard below-the-sticks throw, and you hope somebody's going to break three tackles and get a first down, and you're punting on fourth and 12. I thought the Broncos' offense yesterday, and there's two people to credit for this, and HW just mentioned it. Uh, Billy Moose, Bill Musgrave. That offensive system that they ran yesterday was completely different than totally the one we different. saw a year ago. And completely it, different. it kept Seattle off balance. No doubt. And if you ever checked over, and I know they were playing at the same time, but if yeah. you checked over and watched any red zone and watched Mike McCoy's just abomination in his debut in Arizona, which they were down 24 to nothing at one point. They got a late touchdown to get on the board. It, that was the same crappy Mike McCoy offense. So Bill Musgrave's offense was very good yesterday. And, and, and I like the fact, look, I don't, I don't expect the quarterback to be perfect. And were his three picks good? Obviously not. But he's throwing the ball downfield. He's trying to make plays. He's forcing the issue. I'll take some mistakes. Yeah. I don't want captain check down. I don't. I don't want I, a guy that constantly throws it short well, of the stick. Two things that caught my attention. Number one, you're right. Bill Musgrave's offense was more aggressive. Thereby yes. the quarterback's more aggressive. Yes. And I have no qualms with that. I know people are freaking out over the three picks. I'm not. Me believe either. it or not. Me I, either. I, I, you know, I thought the three picks were just because the offense is going downfield. Yes. You're, and you're going to have more turnovers when you take more chances. They made a lot less mistakes. And I know they had 22 interceptions as a, as a group last year, but they made less mistakes last year overall. They certainly didn't average three yeah. picks a game and they did never, did they ever put up 27 points? So I will take the aggression and, and bet on the fact that, you know what? He's going to make less mistakes. It's his first game in the offense in real speed against the real opponent playing first team guys for an entire game. I thought he was very good. If we, if the Broncos get that case Keenum and, and that Bill Musgrave offense week in and week out, they're going to win nine plus games. 
I don't know that they'll get it, but I thought Case Keenum was very good yesterday. And my biggest takeaway, look, I expected Von Miller to be great, and he was. He was the best player on the field sure. yesterday, and it wasn't even close. Yeah, exactly. I was I was very impressed with Bill Musgrave, and I was pretty impressed with Case Keenum. How about the Broncos' offensive line? And I was encouraged, and Garrett Bowles wasn't a just a turnstile slash uh, penalty machine. He, Case Keenum had time to throw. If you were watching that offense yesterday and you weren't, Encouraged, then you're just trying to be a wet blanket. The, the they were offense, very encouraging. The offense allowed Von Miller to be yes. Von Miller. Yes. And this is what you get when you have an offense that is poses a threat. You allow your best player to shine. Well, and they were behind late in the game and went down no and panic. got the go no ahead panic. touchdown. Did anybody panic when they were down in the fourth quarter? Did you get that no. sense like you did a, a year ago? If a year ago you're down in the fourth quarter, oh boy. Now it was early. Had they been down with Two and a half minutes left, maybe a different story. Yeah. But here's the other thing that I liked. And, and, you know, the Broncos did have things go their way, right? The Brandon Marshall touchdown comes off the, off the board on a little bit of a ticky tack call. Janikowski misses two field goals. The Demarius Thomas touchdown that turns out to be the game winner gets overturned on the field before they go to replay. I think it was a touchdown, but my favorite case Keenum play was that he didn't care that he'd already thrown three picks. He, Threaded the needle, yeah. got the game winning, what turned out to be the game winning touchdown on just a dart. It was a great throw by Keenum, a great catch by Demarius Thomas. Uh, that to me is the mentality you have to have because the guy they had last year, and I'm a little bit sick of because the broadcast turned into this again. Let's just bury Trevor Simeon. But the guy they had last year, if he'd thrown three picks, doesn't make that throw with the game on the line. You have to have a guy willing to make that throw in case Keenum was. I thought he was, I thought he was very good yesterday. He has the ability to, to take a shower. Mid game. Yes. Shower it off. After the game, I see Case on the field with his family. They're taking photos and we're walking off, Nate Kreckman and I. I go up to, to Case and I stick my hand out. He, and I felt odd doing this because I know he had three picks. So I didn't know how he'd react, but you want to be cordial. Yeah. Hey, nice game. And he looks me, shakes my hand. He goes, yeah, except for the three disasters, you know, and he was fun. He understood what he was doing. He looks at those picks as part of the game, but the picks that he didn't like the first one because the first one was just a, he threw into coverage. He never saw the first one Earl was a, Thomas. The first one was a bad read. It was yes. just a bad read because he he knew he was going to go to Demarius Thomas at the line of scrimmage, yeah. and it just wasn't there. Earl yeah. Thomas. The second one doesn't bother me as much. That's just you know, a guy made a great play. And the third one was almost like the first one again. You don't win big in this league more often than not playing safe. You don't. Now, if you push in the envelope, you're going to make some mistakes. You're going to have some things go against you. I will take that all day long because that was the first time in a long time that the Broncos were fun to watch and that it was an entertaining product. And at the end of the day, I want to be amused. And I was yesterday. You they, want to be they entertained. Were, they were fun to you watch. You want to be entertained. Now, I will preface it. It was about a year ago that they had a very good offensive performance against Dallas and you and Leggy were doing your victory lap. Yes. So wait till October before you start, you know, calling Hancock and planning the parade. I don't know. But yesterday was encouraging. I'm already at uh, site number one on the turn of Market Street, ready to go. Let's play cut five on the way to break here, Jesse. Cut five, Case Keenum on those picks and how he rebounded from those picks. You got the Vic Lombardi show, Altitude 950. Yeah, um, you know, a couple of bad reads, um, you know, and just, uh, you know, trying to, trying to make the big play when, you know, when, when we don't have to, I think. Um, two of them were first downs. Uh, another one, you know, we're in, you know, in a two minute drive already, you know, moved a ball down the field and we've got three points in our back pocket. And-
John Elway now. Nate Kreckman. Is the temperature rising even a bit under the seat of John Elway? Hell no. No. Ryan Harris. You talking about three-time Super Bowl champion MVP? You're talking about... This one for Pat! In the nature of the business, you're gonna miss. Oh, of course. Nobody bats a thousand. There's been a lot of missing in these draft classes. And, and look, in any other town, the seat would be warming up. Kreckman and Harris, 3 to 6, on Altitude 950, and beginning September 17th, on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Are you embarrassed by your smile? Are you unable to eat the foods you love, afraid to laugh, afraid to live a normal life, even afraid to go out in public? Dr. Barrett's with Barrett's Dental here. I believe that you deserve a smile that you can be proud of so you can live your life the way you want, with the peace of mind that you can smile without embarrassment and that your mouth is healthy. At Barrett's Dental, we want to help you get your life back. I invite you to my office for a free consultation where you can find out for yourself if you are comfortable at Barrett's Dental. We offer total dental solutions, meaning we can handle all of your dental care in one convenient location without referring you all over town. If you feel safe at Barrett's Dental, it's the last place you'll need to visit to get the care you need. Is the condition of your mouth causing you to live a life of quiet desperation? Call me. I'll take great care of you. If you're looking for a safe place to take care of all your dental needs, call Barrett's Dental at 303-502-5523 or visit DenverDentist.com. Oh, fall, you beautiful, beautiful season. The colors are what I love about this time of year. And my friends at K&H Home Solutions want to add a splash of color to your life. Get new windows for your home before things get too chilly. And K&H will upgrade your Sunrise V-Class windows to any standard exterior color that you want for free. And look, not everybody wants to paint with all the colors of the wind, so you can keep the exterior color of the windows a standard white, and K&H will still upgrade your interior to a lovely wood grain finish, again, for free. And just so you know, both of those upgrades are a $500 value per window. Uh, that's a lot of green. The Sunrise V-Class windows are energy efficient. They'll add so much value to your home and save you money on your energy bills. So call K&H today for your free in-home consultation. Oh, and chat with them about their financing options, too. Just go to khwindows.com, khwindows.com. For windows, siding, doors, and more, K&H Home Solutions has what you're looking for. Hey, what's on your game day menu? Chips? Party mix? That's boring. When it's game day, order up a good meal for everybody from Black Eyed Pea. This is Vic Lombardi. Black Eyed Pea has all your favorites available for carryout on game day. Chicken fried steak with homemade cream gravy. Juicy pot roast. Fried chicken. All the sides. Plus fresh rolls and cornbread. That's how you roll on game day. Visit BlackEyedPeaColorado.com for locations and get their entire game day ready menu. Hey there, Denver. It's your boy, Ryan Harris. Are you feeling the aches and pains of growing older? Do your knees and back ache? Well, my friends, I've got a solution for you, and it is the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. Listen, after my 10-year NFL career, I had plenty of aches and pains that I just needed fixed if I was going to live a happy life. And one of the ways I did so while avoiding surgery was through stem cell therapy. I had stem cells placed in my knee, and I was, in fact, able to continue to play in the NFL for one more year. The Center for Spine and Orthopedics offers the best in stem cell therapy. They are an independent physician-owned office that has MRI on the premises. That means lower costs and less time. And if you need something beyond stem cells, they have over 40 years of collective experience with knee, elbow, back, and neck surgeons who can help you live pain-free. So give my friends a call at 303-287-2800. That's 303-287-2800. Or visit them online at centerforspineandortho.com. 
The Colorado Rapids take on Atlanta United FC on September 15th at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. And it's to the wall that is Tim Howard. Once again with a massive save. Bring your whole family no matter the size, courtesy of the Coca-Cola Family Plan. Starting at only $30, you get a ticket to the game, a meal, and a Coke. Oh, my word. He scores with his left. He scores with his right. Edgar Castillo scores what he wants. Get your tickets now at coloradorapids.com. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Very slow traffic southbound 225 Parker to Yosemite and southbound I-25 Broadway to Evans. Traffic is brought to you by White Castle. Northbound I-25 expects speeds to be down between Castle Pines Parkway and C-470. Real egg, savory sausage, and melty cheese calling you. Detour to White Castle for a $3 breakfast combo. No time to stop. Add new breakfast sliders to your grocery list. Now at White Castle and in your freezer aisles, I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. Blitz from Nebraska. Montez takes a shot. Drops it in to Chanel. Touchdown. Unbelievable. From 40 yards out. Best player on the field. Samuels is going to hand off into the end zone. Stood up. Touchdown. There's eight seconds on the clock, but for now, Izzy Matthews into the end zone. Touchdown, Colorado State. Trailing 27 to 9. Thank you to CU and CSU Radio there for those calls, the winning touchdowns in both games. What a Saturday for Colorado sports, especially the college football varieties, both CU and CSU rally to win. See you on the road, of course, against the men of corn and CSU at home against an SEC team. Uh, let's start with the Rams. I couldn't watch that game because I was at a function. They were down 20, what was it? 27 nine. And I'm thinking, well, it's going to be that kind of, that kind of year, you know, I come back out of that deal and I find out they win the game. What happened? What, how did they turn it around? I mean, that, that's the kind of win. That can save a coach's job. That's the kind of win that can propel into a new, a new start because they're staring at 0 and 3, possibly 0 and 4. And to come back and beat Arkansas the way the Rams did, 34 27. By the way, they found themselves a, a heck of a receiver. I know we're going to talk a little bit about CU's guy, but they got somebody over there as well. That combination from, uh, from Carter Samuels. And the kid that they have right there, Preston Wills Williams, wow. They single-handedly, double-handedly brought the Rams back into that game. So CSU takes care of business at night. Meanwhile, in day, CU 33, Nebraska 28. What was the feel at the game? Uh, it was, I was in the CU section. It was, uh, it was, it was pretty electric. I mean, it, it, the, there was not a lot of Buffs fans there. I was going to say, what do you mean CU section? Like how big was this section? Well, they divide you. They put some of you in one corner Biden and some Cogger. of you in the other corner. Um, you know, it's, it's a couple of sections. There were probably of the 90,000 people there. I don't know. There were probably 2000 Buffs fans. Um, but we were loud. We were excited. We were into it. Uh, it was a great atmosphere. It was really fun to be a part of. It was a lot of singing the fight song. I'm still a little bit hoarse from screaming and yelling. Um, just some great people from Boulder and from all around Colorado that had made the drive, uh, that we got to hang out with. And you know, you know how it is, Vic, when you're in enemy territory and you kind of become friends with the people 
quote unquote friends with the people that you're hanging out with for four hours watching the game and you're surrounded by. And, uh, it was just, it was so much fun. And to go in there and get a win after so many heartbreaking losses to the, uh, to the Huskers over the years. And it felt like it was going to be another one, to be honest with you. I was, you know, believe it or not, a little fatalistic coming down the stretch. Um, man, it was great. Just, well, just standing there for 30 minutes after the game, soaking it all in was awesome. If I had told you, that the Buffs go into Lincoln and get outrushed by 258 yards. You're thinking they lost big. They got outrushed by 258 yards. The trenches yes. were owned by Nebraska. Yeah, no, Let's not discount that. In part, that's skewed because in college football, sacks count against rushing okay, yards. Okay, fine. That, but still, but at what point they, did they were they actually sacked get some, a lot. Yeah, but at what point did they get a running game going? They didn't really. Um, which I, I, you know, I have a few qualms with the Buffs play calling. Uh, when you have a second and three late in the game, I don't think three straight calls to Kyle Evans, including a fourth and inches, and you run wide on an option instead of just letting your six foot, six foot four, 240 pound quarterback take a sneak and get the first down. Um, yeah, no, they, they got dominated in a lot of ways. At one point, you know, looking up at the scoreboard, it's 400 plus yards total first for, uh, Nebraska and CU was stuck at about 165. And it was still a close game, and you're like, how is this a game? Um, but the Buffs hung in there. Look, that Nebraska team's pretty good. Their quarterback? Well, that quarterback is Adrian really Martinez good. Martinez can play. I watched the first two series, and I'm thinking to myself, eh, just make him pass the ball. He can't throw it. He can't throw it. He's just a one-trick pony. And then all of a sudden, he started throwing it. Whoa. That kid has a future, and that program has a very bright future with Scott Frost and Adrian Martinez at the controls. But give the Buffs credit, again, to get pushed around in the trenches, to lose that battle, be down at the half. And how many Buffs fans, when you watched, when you walked in at halftime, how many of you thought that game was winnable? Because I didn't. At halftime? At halftime. Admittedly, at halftime, I was I making it was plans over. for when, yeah. it's, when the score gets to this, we're going yeah. to a bar. I, I thought, don't want to be in here handling I thought the wave was people. coming, and I thought the, the, yeah. the momentum had turned, the pendulum had swung, and I thought the game was over. Well, but they did have a nice drive before half to get a field goal. Yes. It was 21-14. CU went down the field, got three to make it 21-17, and at least you went into to halftime with a little bit of a positive feeling. Because from 14 to nothing to 21 to 14, it was like, oh man, here we go. That, that lead seems like it was five years ago. So give the Buffs coaches credit for making the necessary adjustments at halftime. Because without those adjustments, they don't win this game. Give Steven Montez a ton of credit. I know we're going to talk about Chenault and that, that catch, which was, you know, the guy, LaVisca Chenault is a guy that's going to play on Sundays. I think you play in the NFL right now. He, well, and the announcer, the TV announcer on that clip said it. He's the best, he was the best player yeah, on the field. I, I, I think he can play in the National Football League right now. Well, and the announcers made a good point too, that you have to get that kid involved on your last drive. You got to go down with your best player. Yeah. So taking the shot to him clearly worked out for but, the But the pass was perfect. The yeah, pass by Montez was perfect. Yeah. Over the, over the, the corner in front of the safety. Uh, it's a well-designed play. Yeah. I mean, you get, you know, coming from the, from the slot and running the, the, Deep route, uh, but yeah, perfect throw. Perfect the other throw. guy that's become a stud on this team, whose name I butchered several times last week, and I won't do it again, Nate freaking Landman. How many plays did he make late? Yeah, yeah the stuff on fourth down and the pick. I mean, that kid's everywhere. Just a nose for the ball all over the field. Look, they, and I talked about it. it's part of the reason I picked him. 
CU now is in in good position. They play New Hampshire this week. First time they've been at Folsom Field this year. Yeah. That's a game you got to just go in and take care of business and, and run away with. Then they have a bye Friday night game on September 28th against UCLA, followed by a home game against Arizona State, which Arizona State's I think a little bit better than some of us thought they might be under Herm Edwards. The Buffs well, two and zero. The Buffs should start five and zero though, and and then they have the back to back, and I forget the order of it. I don't have it in front of me. Back to back road games: Washington and USC. SC's down this year. But if you can get a split, Washington and USC, yeah. and you'd rather win at USC because it's, you know, it's in your side of the conference. Sure. If you could get a win there and you're six and one, they've got a, they've got a chance to do something really, really, really special. They've got a chance to do something better than the rise two years ago. They're, they, they've set themselves up by going into Lincoln and winning. Here's a question I had late in the game. So when Andrea Martinez goes down and a huge loss for Nebraska, because if he's still in the game late, Perhaps we're singing a different tune this morning. Okay, but he gets injured. He's out of the game. Nebraska trots in a walk-on. Mm-hmm. How does a program like Nebraska not have three or four quarterbacks in the stable ready to play outside of a walk-on? Well, it's interesting you, you asked that because it was a conversation I had uh, driving out there. Is that they didn't make the decision of who was going to be their starter until a week before their opener. And Martinez won the job. The guy who just lost for death transferred over on the spot. He got mad, took his ball, and went home. It's like, dude, you would have been the hero in game one. You might be starting game two, but it's a little bit of a sign of, you know, modern college sports of you barely get beat out, obviously by a guy who's pretty, pretty good because Adrian Martinez yeah. can, can play. Um, you would have already, you're one snap away. You would have already been out there in game one with a chance to be the hero. Instead, you took your ball and went home because mommy and daddy said you weren't treated fairly. Just a sign of modern college athletics. So yes, they're left with a guy who the last big game he played was against Ogallala High. That's I mean, stunning. Come on. When the announcers made the call and said, okay, here comes a bunch, I believe his name bunch, is. Yeah. Here comes bunch. He's a walk on, sophomore walk on. Uh, has never played. Okay. I th- you know what though? I thought the kid played oh, pretty my well. God, are you kidding me? Oh, he, he gave him a chance to win. He had the third and fifteen, third and sixteen, where everybody in the building thought they were going to run it when they were trying to run out the clock. And Frost throws the ball. It's a drop on the on the out pattern, or it's yeah. a first down. Yeah. And then he gets him down there. And I was on. I I don't remember the last time I was that stressed out when they got down to the twenty yard line and had three or four shots at it. I was sitting holding my hand in my head. I thought in my you hands. were always stressed out. What, no, no. What this, are you like stressed out? Oh God! If you're not stressed out now, what are you like oh, when you're stressed? This, I'm like laid back, like the guy on <laughs> Office Space today. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, the text line tells us that another of those uh, Nebraska quarterbacks who lost out on the job, he transferred to CSU. So Correct. they had two guys transfer. That's how you end up with a kid who his last big game was against Ogallala. Uh, when all is said, a great Saturday of college football. It was. Mike McIntyre in tears afterwards because he knows what that meant for him. By the way, a uh, guy who wants to be like, I'm a little tired of all the crying, check your machismo. I saw that too. Yeah, you know, somebody tweeted me he's upset with Mac. Come Dude, on. I have no problem with a coach showing some passion and emotion. His kid played a hell of a game. He did. Jay McIntyre was all over the field. Listen, and if you can go into Nebraska as a head coach – uh, get a win, hug your kid, and 15 seconds later go on TV and not be emotional. Yeah. I don't want to be your friend because yeah. you have no heart. Be a robot. I thought Mike McIntyre once again made me go, God, I'm glad that guy's running my program. Credit to Mike Mac. Credit to Mike Bobo. Again, they could have laid over. They yeah, could've, for they, sure. It could have been done. For sure. I mean, when you're down late like they were last at Saturday at home, 27-9, to an SEC team, the ability to come back, 
credit to Bobo and his staff as well. The season was literally on the brink there, yeah. and it was going to spiral out of control to one of those where you look at them like, how did they go two and ten? They they quite literally saved their season that game. That Rockies night. have four in a row against the Diamondbacks at home. They still lead the division. Here we are. It's September 10th. The Rockies lead the division. For how long? Big news coming right up on the Vic Lombardi Show. September 17th. Altitude Sports Radio 950. It's a Elevates to FM. Denver Sports Station to 2. Altitude 950 elevates to its new FM partner. Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. That's a baller move right there. Your Denver teams. Your Denver sports talk. We talk all sports. Vance Joseph has to be out in front of this thing. It's an honest show. On FM. He found a new weapon. September 17th. Altitude Sports Radio 950 becomes Denver's home for Fox Sports Radio. And 92.5 The Wolf becomes Altitude Sports Radio, 92.5. You know how you sort of anticipate things this time of the year? Some of the best highlights of living in Colorado. The changing leaves, the cooler nights, lots of football, and this year, maybe even hometown playoff baseball. Hi, I'm Alan Roach for My Car Guys at Johnson Auto Plaza, where Ram Power Days has arrived, showcasing the most impressive Ram lineup ever. If you're ready, your new Ram is waiting at Johnson Auto Plaza. 1500 2500 or 3500 Cummins Diesel or Hemi V8. Take your pick. And that's only the start of the Make It Yours Ram choices. Colors, equipment, state-of-the-art technology. With over 350 new Rams in stock, you will find what you're looking for at Johnson's. And each and every Ram is discounted for extra Ram Power Days savings. There's no better truck than Ram. And no better place to get yours than Johnson Auto Plaza. Your truck headquarters. Where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every day. North of E47. The road to success is paid with your new career at Brandon Sand and Gravel. Since 1906, they're one of the most respected concrete and construction companies. And Brandon is hiring right now. They need Class A and B CDL drivers and operators and laborers. They need you. Brandon offers competitive wages, a full benefits package, including matching 401k. Become a part of the Brandon team. Apply today at Brandon1.com. That's B-R-A-N-N-A-N, the number one, dot com. Hey there, kiddos. Howdy, Golden Age of Radio Announcer guy. We're just playing on this big green fort. That's just swell. However, that's no fort at all. That's a pad-mounted transformer. Maybe it's time you went online to learn more about electrical safety from your Touchstone Energy Cooperative. Learn more about the power of your co-op membership at TogetherWeSave.com. Sponsored by Colorado's Touchstone Energy Cooperatives, Tri-State, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. Jokic for three. Mile High Basketball tips off in Denver when your Nuggets host the Phoenix Suns on October 20th. Single game tickets for the 2018-19 Denver Nuggets season are on sale now. Get your tickets to the biggest games of the season at Nuggets.com, the Pepsi Center box office, or by calling 303-287-DUNK. Simply the best live entertainment and events are at Buffalo Thunder Resort and Casino. Get your tickets now to Arsenio Hall, Comic-Con, Fifty Shades of Men, Margarita Festival, and more at BuffaloThunderResort.com. 
and Buffalo Thunder in Santa Fe has simply the best promotions. Win one of four Mercedes-Benz and your share of over $500,000. Simply the best casino. And Buffalo Thunder. There are lots of causes for people to be in debt, whether it's illness or divorce or failed business or even just overestimating what you can repay. But the one thing that they all have in common is that you deserve a second chance. Mike and I do nothing but help people get out of debt at Wink and Wink. My husband and I are both in our 70s and we're raising two grandsons. We found ourselves at the end of our financial rope. We had used all our savings, credit cards were up, and we were living strictly on our social security income. One day while driving, I heard an ad for Wink and Wink Law Firm and they sounded as though they could help us. I called and made an appointment. We met with Mike Wink and immediately we both knew that we had made the right decision. At Wink and Wink we give our clients our cell phone number and we work hard to get back to all of our clients timely so that they're as comfortable as they can be when they go through a process that we know is not very comfortable. Call 888-NOW-WINK or winkandwink.com the Altitude 950 traffic update. Slow traffic north on I-25 at Stop and Go Castle Pines Parkway to C-470 and between Bellevue to past Hamden. This traffic report is brought to you by White Castle. You're on I-70, the worst of it right now, eastbound. Stop and go traffic between Sheridan and the Denver Coliseum. Real egg, savory sausage, and melty cheese calling you? Detour to White Castle for a $3 breakfast combo. No time to stop. Add new breakfast sliders to your grocery list. Now at White Castle and in your freezer aisles. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic. On Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. What made headlines? The big story we're following this morning. What caught everyone's attention? The big news right now. Brought to you by Johnson Auto Plaza, where first time buyers become lifetime customers every day. Second down and three. And here is Carson with the first down and loses the ball. Carson fumbles and the Broncos get it. Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Compliments of Fox right there and Dick Stockton on the call. How great was he? Felt like I was watching 1980s NBA basketball. He and Tommy Heinton on the call. Saturday night I was at a function. I was called Dick at least five times at my table. Time after Enjoyed time. Thank yep. you. It I, don't, just, I don't think that's always people I'm, just getting confused. I'm not even correcting people anymore. Dick Stockton with that call. Von Miller got the ball. He was the best player on the field again. Von being Von, as I tweeted yesterday, when Von plays like that, he can do whatever he wants. He can go to Club 58. He can do whatever he pleases. Yep. He stole that ball, Vic. He, he stole was, the game. It, it wasn't even like a forced. Everyone's like, well, it was a fumble recovery. It was like, no, he just took it like he's taking the, you know, taking Candy from a baby. The speed that's required to catch up to the running back and then the know-how in a split second to take the football the way he did, you wonder why it doesn't happen very often. Well, it's the NFL. It's not easy to do. He did it. That's why Vaughn flies private and the rest of us are in coach. That was a great Uh tweet. Changing the play at the line of scrimmage on third down and one. Play fake. Here it comes. Jet sweep again. It worked once. Why not twice? This time it's Tyreek Hill. Touchdown! Kansas City for the Chargers. Fool me once, fool me twice. This guy's a problem. I mean, we knew he was a problem, but now he's a bigger problem. This Tyreek Hill cat, Cheetah, as he's nicknamed, is a problem. The ball in his hands, he is a threat to score every time. 
I mean, who's the last player that gave you that kind of concern? Who who does he remind you of? Um, God, why am I blanking on the name of the joystick? Dante Hall. Dante Hall. But offensively, Dante Hall wasn't this good. True. I'm going to say True. Marshall Falk. Just can do it all. And this guy's unbelievable. He is unbelievable. That Kansas City team's legit. Well, they rip up on the uh, Chargers 38-28. Despite the fact that uh, Phillip Rivers threw for over 400 yards, Chargers still lose the game. Tyreek Hill had a 91-yard punt return for a score and a 58-yard touchdown for a score. At 169 yards on seven catches, second most by a Chiefs receiver in an opener, and then all of those return yards. The guy is a man. Speaking of men. Roger shotgun, three receivers right, one to the left. Snap to A-Rod. Rushes on, has time. Looking, throws middle. Yes. Got his man. Breaking through to the 50. He may go all the way to the oh, end zone, to the touchdown. Oh, my goodness. 75 yards. And the Packers have tied the game at 23. Packers Radio, if you watch Sunday Night Football, you saw Aaron Rodgers go down in the first half, carted off the field, every Packer fan thinking season's over. And then in pure Willis Reed fashion, after Khalil Mack had turned the game upside down, uh, the, the, the Bears were up, what, 20 zip? Khalil Mack sacking guys, scoring touchdowns, doing whatever he pleases. Back comes Aaron Rodgers to win the game for the Packers. That dude is something else, man. I, I, Best quarterback in the league right now. Yeah, I mean he was uh, he was phenomenal. I we kind of laughed at the game when we were making our picks. Like, what are the Bears doing on Sunday Night Football? Turned out to be a dandy of a game. That was one of the better games of the week. Very entertaining. But the drama get, was given to us by Aaron Rodgers leaving the game, returning, and then winning the game on one leg, just dissecting the Chicago Bears. I think the guys uh, can see that they're, we're an improved football team, but there are some areas we got to clean up and clean up fast. So we wasn't able to get it done, didn't finish it. But obviously a tie, you know, a tie. <laughs> Hugh Jackson, Browns coach on uh, Browns.com. I, I still don't understand how they cannot legislate ties out of the game. How do you tie in the NFL? How, how do you allow... A game to end in a tie. Well, the fact that they shortened overtime is ridiculous too. Like, it's more ties. Yeah, it, it's silly. They should just if there was five more minutes in that game, would someone have won? Maybe, but it was the classic Browns, right? They get the pick, they run it back to the ten, and Garrett. I think it was Garrett Miles that got or Miles Garrett that got uh, called for the clip on the return and makes it a long field goal. Should have been a chip shot. Just classic Browns. That field goal wasn't even close, by no, the way. No. It was disgusting. Still only 43 yards, though. It yeah. Is kick it was pro kicker's got to make. Yeah. The man has hit two from 50-plus exactly. made it look easy. Their best start since 2004, I believe, for the Browns. Can you believe that? That's, boy, saying something. The headline, Browns do not lose. That's what it should be. You know, the games that Tyler pitches well, you know, his command of the fastball is, is there where he's locating it on both sides of the plate. It looked to me today from the side, from my vantage point, that, you know, when he tried to go inside, he left some balls out over the middle. Bud Black on Rockies.com. Good news is the Rockies are still in first place. Bad news is Rockies lose two out of three to the Dodgers. Really uh, such a bad start yesterday when you're down that deep early. Always tough to climb back. They had chances, but Tyler Anderson... Did not do his team any favors. Um, what do you do when his spot comes up in the rotation next time? What do you do? Something different. 
I don't know. I don't know what the response is, but it's got to be something different than just giving him the ball. Yeah, I, I would start Chris Russin or something. Just, just do the bullpen thing that the Rays do. Spilly said it yesterday on the broadcast. We just got to piece this together. There's only four outings he slated for the rest of the year. He should not start any of the four, in my opinion. So a piecemeal approach for the Rockies on the fifth spot in the rotation. These games are too important. Mm-hmm. They're just It's too vital now. Every pitch, right? You just can't put yourself in that kind of hole. The other question is, and you saw it, Manchester, you brought this up before anybody else did, Matt Holiday in left field is a problem. It's a big problem, especially at Coors Field. Look, I like the addition. He's swung a good bat since he came back. I think he's great to come up in a late-game situation off the bench. But why he's out there repeatedly roaming left field, like it's not he gets the occasional start. He starts more often than not. And he was never a good fielder. At this age, he's a borderline disaster. And it reared its ugly head yesterday and cost well, the Rockies th- big time. There were two plays that Para, Dahl, anybody can make yeah. in their sleep that he just, you know, listen, he is what it is. He's it's not he, his fault. He didn't not. put himself out it's there. Not. It, 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 he's a great hitter. I, I still value what he brings to the plate. But you put him in left field, and I don't care if it's Matt Holiday today or Matt Holiday ten years ago. He was always sort of that kind of fielder. Yeah, nothing's really changed in that fashion. It is what it is. They have to address that as well. Here come the Diamondbacks, everybody. Diamondbacks are in town tonight for four games. I'm going. He's just rubbing it in too. We asked for the invite last week, mm-hmm. HW. How could I invite you on behalf of somebody else who invited me? Well, who's going with you? Anybody? Yeah, my friend who oh. invited me. Oh, you only have two tickets. Yeah. There's not like four? No. You got HW and I in there? I'm not one of those guys that says, hey, can you give me two more tickets for my pals? No, that guy. It'd be the nice thing to do. No, I'm not doing that. You could have said, hey, we'll talk a lot about your company on the show tomorrow. We'll give you a lot of hype and you can watch us all in the front row. I mean, just think how much business the Haymarket has got today after I started hyping them. Hey, can you fashion a Toyota Talk hashtag tweet in honor of me being front row tonight? Of course. Is there anything you can do? Yeah, I'll take a picture of you on the screen and say, look, it's Vic Lombardi, front row, hashtag Toyota Talk. And That'd be put awesome. It on TV. Yeah, yeah, they're going to put that on already. I think, you know, I think it'll make it. How <laughs> many uh, How many pops are you going to have? Because I'm going to definitely count those. Oh, I'll go big tonight. Yeah. You should be the guy, too, who doesn't throw your cup away. Stack your yeah. cup so we know yeah, how like many carry, more. Carry that, that is yeah. the infinity section. Uh, drinks are gratis. So, yeah. What does that mean? Three. Gratis? I don't know. I've never heard that word in my life. Did he go to Kent? <laughs> The number of things he's never heard of, it, it's it's amazing to me. Uh, at 9 o'clock, we'll visit with the guy who calls the games for AT&T Sportsnet. That is Drew Goodman. At 9.30, the Gazette's Paul Klee. Uh, any Rockies questions you might have, feel free on our text line. Uh, 930933. How often do I butcher the text number? <laughs> you started it with a 9. I you're know. in trouble. Hey, does the text number change when we go FM next week? The, not change all these numbers because I'll have no chance. Do, do any of these numbers change? It's above my pay grade. No, I don't know. I have no idea. Well, I, just, why, I just wanted to be definitive. Like, with why an would they change? Right. Well, the phone number might change because it's based on our old dial position. How could the? Oh yeah, you're right. Damn it! I've got to learn another set of numbers. Maybe I don't know. Don't forget, one week from today, Altitude Sports Radio ninety two five FM. FM. If you've heard us on 105.1 HD2, then you know exactly what it sounds like. But we're going FM in one week. And in one minute, we're back with more on the Vic Lombardi Show. 
Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. This is the home of the Colorado Rapids. Coming up on Saturday, the Colorado Rapids return to Dick's Sportingage Park to host Atlanta United. Kickoff is at 1.30 with Connor Cape on the call. Come on, let's go, let's go. KKSE Parker, Denver. September 17th in seven days. Altitude 950 elevates to its new FM partner. Altitude Sports Radio, 92.5. FM. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Wilson into trouble. Von Miller. Dick Stockton and the Fox crew calling the uh, Broncos win yesterday. Von Miller stealing the ball and the game. Best player on the field, as expected. Uh, Broncos win. It's a much different Broncos defense, a much different Von, when they have the lead for most of the game. Now, they didn't have the lead the entire game. There was that time in the fourth quarter when they had to rally. But for most of the game, the Rock, the Broncos offense gave Von Miller a lead. And you see how different that defense performs when they have a lead, when they can pin their ears back and go after the quarterback. They made Russell Wilson, and guys, listen closely because I never thought I'd see this. They made Russell Wilson look slow at times. Yeah, you know, that that Seattle team, boy, you watch them. They're, they're not good. Man, they're not very good. No. And, and their best player, obviously, is Russell Wilson. And he was he was not very good yesterday. Not a lot of escapability. Um, his fumble on their fa- fa- final drive was just an inexcusable mistake. Um, he, he just wasn't great and that, that gave the Broncos a, a great chance to win. I was not very, look, the defense made plays. They got a lot of sacks. They also gave up 24 points to a team that can you name a running back on Seattle and the corpse of Brandon Marshall is their best receiver. It's like some tight end that we've never heard of once again was just uncoverable. Will Disley. I mean, that problem has not been solved. Well, I, you really want to throw Bradley Chubb into coverage? Uh, no. He had a half a sack on the first play and was pretty much non-existent after that. But do you want to throw him in the coverage the way they did? Did, did Seattle not know exactly where to go with the ball? Yeah, for sure. That was, that was clearly, uh, a weakness that they tried to exploit. Um, the Broncos defense, like I said though, they made, they made big plays, which I was happy to see. Um, the pick by Justin Simmons was a really nice play where they just, they fooled Russell Wilson with coverage where Pac-Man Jones dropped back deep and, and Justin Simmons Jumped in there on, on, in the flat, but, um, they, man, gave up 24 points to that offense. That was discouraging. Hey, uh, Jesse, cue up some Vance Joseph for me, cause as I want to, want to react to some of the Vance Joseph sound after the game. Um, the one thing I noticed, fellas, this offensive play calling day and night from a year ago, even when yes. Musgrave took over because he had to take over McCoy's stuff and it just wasn't the same, but it's much more aggressive. It's much more downfield. Uh, the blocking, really helped them throw the ball downfield because they did a lot of, you know, they let guys block. They they kept their tight end in to help block. They actually gave each other help to block. And when you could throw the ball downfield the way Case Keenum did, occasionally you're going to have some picks. I'm not as upset over the three picks as everybody else is. I'm not now, either. Now, you can get upset that he, he threw in a ridiculous coverage at times, and he was expecting – Demarius Thomas to go deep on one play and Demarius didn't and there's some communication issues there. The guy threw seven picks all last year. He threw three in one game yesterday. I don't know why I'm not that disturbed about it. I'd rather have my quarterback be aggressive. I really would. Me too. I, I totally agree. 
Um, I think some of those things can get cleared up. And look, it was early in the game. He converted a third and long, bought some time, made a play. Last year, that is, it's a surrender play. It's a check down short of the sticks. You're punting on fourth and 12, and you're putting it all on your defense. Yesterday, they were trying to make plays. I will take that all day long. Look, they scored 27 points. Obviously, it was it was effective. They mixed the ball around. It was receivers involved. It was tight ends involved. It was running backs involved in the passing game. I thought uh, I thought Bill Musgrave did a very good job of play calling. It looked like a system, right? It looked like one thing set up the next. It looked like they had Seattle off balance. Seattle couldn't guess what was coming. It just seemed like they knew what they were doing, which was a breath of fresh air compared to last year when they were just a mess. Well, a system that worked. You can have systems. they got to work. Whatever they did yesterday worked. And you know what? Uh, a little credit here to... The veterans on the team. I know we've, uh, in the first hour, we gave a ton of credit to Phil Lindsay, Royce Freeman, uh, Cortland Sutton, all the, all the younger players who contributed. Heck, Jake Butt made his first two NFL catches, but Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas, uh, DT dropped a couple early, but they were rock solid in this game. Emmanuel Sanders had 10 catches, 135 yards, one TD. I do want to talk about his touchdown though. Cross the middle, he gets to the sideline. And then he flips into the end zone. Was I the only one thinking, what are you doing? Didn't it look like that hurt? Didn't it look like yeah. when you're jumping off the high dive and you accidentally belly flop and it leaves a mark? You know deep down he lost his breath. Yeah. You you mentioned it on Twitter at the time that he was trying to play it cool. Oh, God. I you, definitely you think that's You know what he happened. lost his breath on that. It was an unnecessary thing to do. But Emmanuel Sanders was very good yesterday. I thought DT was really good, too. The, the drops, quote-unquote, the second one across the middle, the defender had his hand in there and knocked the ball out. Like that's going down as a drop. That's the level of expectations for DT. The touchdown catch he made was phenomenal and it was, uh, it's the kind of play we've seen repeatedly from that guy. The hot takes about Demarius Thomas are just ridiculous. Fire away, HW. Well, I was just going to comment on the Emmanuel thing, Vic. You're right. Did you notice he started praying immediately? <laughs> I don't know if he was praying, dude. He was praying for his <laughs> Can breath Can I get back? my breath yeah. back? Exactly. Dude, sometimes you go into prayer when you're hurt. Exactly. I don't know if he was praying or if he was just like, oh, uh, uh. one of those deals. Yeah, but no, he was good yesterday. He seems to have a little bit more of a hop in his step. <laughs> I, I am getting tired. When, when can the narrative go away that these receivers have new life and they, they feel like, oh, they just, they well, have it's not a, going anywhere because they look like they had well, they're, they're getting the ball. Yeah, they 16 it, catches between the two of them. Am I the yeah. only one that remembered what they all told us last year? Yeah, but they're telling you that because they hope they can get the ball. They want mm, to get okay. the ball. Uh, right. Vance Joseph, after the game, on the Emmanuel Sanders flip. He's working that way with Case, and obviously he's a he's a he's a veteran receiver, you know. And when you're playing with a quarterback like Case Keenum, it gives you energy, it gives you life and hope each week. So if they keep working, you know, we'll have some big games from those guys. Give me cut thirteen, Jesse. I want to talk about the flip and what he thought as a coach when he saw Emmanuel Sanders go into the end zone the way he did. Just score. That's Emmanuel. I mean, he is he is so flexible. He's a tough guy. He's a little guy, but he's very tough. So as long as he scores, I'm fine. <laughs> Uh, he's very flexible. <laughs> well, he is. Um, all right. A lot of guys the the, the other element tight. are we, we talked about the takeaways. I'm not, I'm not as worried about the picks. Phil Lindsay was a man. Uh, we talked about the first hour how you could possibly overlook a dude who performed very well in the Pac 12. This is a major conference. Do the other teams not have cable television? How does he go through seven rounds through 32 teams and not get drafted? Well, he showed you yesterday how good he can play. Phil Lindsay is a 
layer. We all saw it. We all knew it. He proved it. That's the other aspect of the game. The third one for me, guys, let's not overlook this. I thought the offensive line was pretty darn good. Yeah. I thought the offensive line was solid. They only gave up one sack in this game. And it's not like Case Keenum was running for his life. Case Keenum had time. It, that's what's crazy about those picks he threw. Those picks were not the result of not having time. Those picks were just bad decisions. Yeah. No, he, that's what he, they were. He was not under duress for most of the game. The one sack they gave up uh, was just a well-designed pass rush where Clark came uh, off the outside yeah. and just ran over Matt Paradis. But look, I'll take that matchup all day long. Matt Paradis is a... Uh, he's not, you're not going to be perfect. You're going to get beat on occasion. I thought the offensive line was, uh, vastly improved, namely one Garrett Bowles. Uh, he was good and Valdir. What a difference having a guy on the right side who you don't notice. You didn't notice Valdir and Bowles the entire game. It's great. Which is exactly what you want. So it should be. Last year, we knew who, actually for the last three years, we knew who was playing each tackle position midway through the first quarter because the turn style was open. Uh, they were much improved yesterday. There was one play. Again, you can uh, look at the picks and say he made bad decisions, but there was one play Case Keenum had that I wish he would have made another decision, and that was he's rolling to his left, Mm -hmm. and I believe it's second and long, and he's got 30 yards of green in front of him, at least with a with a blocker in front of him. And he chose to try and throw up top to Tim Patrick, Mm -hmm. and um, it could have been a P.I., it was second and two. He could was have it, walked for the first Whatever down. it was, that was an easy, easy pickings, and he, he wanted to throw it. Part of me says, okay, this guy's aggressive. The other part of me is like, dude, go. Yeah. You know how many times we were yelling? Remember when Manning played and he had room in front of him and he never ran the ball? We were like, go. Yeah. Just go. That's one where it's clearly take the first down. It would have still been a relatively big play because you're right. He'd have had 15 to 20 yards. He had all kinds of green in front of him. Uh, that was a bad decision. But he, I, I'm with you. He made a bad decision trying to be aggressive. I will take that all day long. All right, biggest concern you have of the Broncos. That's up next. Plus, the Rockies embark on a four-game stint here against the Arizona Diamondbacks. The D-backs are in town. Boy, they're vomiting all over themselves. If there's one team that's not performing. I mean, give the Rockies credit. They're still in first place. The D-backs are hurting. You don't want them coming to town and suddenly regaining confidence. You remember what they did in, in Denver before July, right? You remember they won nine straight at Coors. You don't want that that Diamondbacks team again. We'll touch on that. Great weekend to Colorado sports. Could have been perfect if the Rockies took care of business against the Dodgers. But college football on Saturday? Are you kidding me? With CU and CSU? You cannot ask for a better Saturday for the home state teams. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. It's Altitude 950. September 17th, Denver Sports Radio is going to double your altitude. Altitude 950 becomes Denver's home for Fox Sports Radio. And 92.5 The Wolf becomes Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Hey, Abs fans, it's Mark Mosier, voice of your Colorado Avalanche. For the price of a cup of coffee per day, you can get season tickets for your Colorado Avalanche with an icebreaker membership. Visit coloradoavalanche.com for more information and go Abs! Oh, fall, you beautiful, beautiful season. The colors are what I love about this time of year, and my friends at K&H Home Solutions want to add a splash of color to your life. Get new windows for your home before things get too chilly, and K&H will upgrade your Sunrise V-Class windows to any standard 
exterior color that you want for free. And look, not everybody wants to paint with all the colors of the wind, so you can keep the exterior color of the windows a standard white, and K&H will still upgrade your interior to a lovely wood grain finish, again, for free. And just so you know, both of those upgrades are a $500 value per window. Uh, that's a lot of green. The Sunrise V-Class windows are energy efficient. They'll add so much value to your home and save you money on your energy bills. So call K&H today for your free in-home consultation. Oh, and chat with them about their financing options, too. Just go to khwindows.com, khwindows.com. For window siding, doors, and more, K&H Home Solutions has what you're looking for. Cool 105 presents Cool Concert 2018, starring Rick Springfield. Live. Also starring Loverboy. With special guest Jim Blossoms. And Tommy Two-Tone. Saturday, September 22nd, Pepsi Center. Reserve seats starting at just 10.50. On sale now at LiveNation.com and all Altitude ticket outlets. Is your car in need of some work? The last thing you can afford is to have your car break down on you. But you can't afford to get ripped off or be taken advantage of by some shady mechanic. That's why you should take it to Ken's Auto Service. Ken's Auto Service is family owned and operated on the northwest corner of Chambers in Mississippi. They're a AAA approved business that takes their code of ethics to heart. And their work has a three-year, 36,000-mile parts and labor nationwide warranty. Find them online today at kinsautoserviceinc.com. Are you embarrassed by your smile? Are you unable to eat the foods you love, afraid to laugh, afraid to live a normal life, even afraid to go out in public? Dr. Barrett's with Barrett's Dental here. I believe that you deserve a smile that you can be proud of so you can live your life the way you want, with the peace of mind that you can smile without embarrassment and that your mouth is healthy. At Barrett's Dental, we want to help you get your life back. I invite you to my office for a free consultation where you can find out for yourself if you are comfortable at Barrett's Dental. We offer total dental solutions, meaning we can handle all of your dental care in one convenient location without referring you all over town. If you feel safe at Barrett's Dental, it's the last place you'll need to visit to get the care you need. Is the condition of your mouth causing you to live a life of quiet desperation? Call me. I'll take great care of you. If you're looking for a safe place to take care of all your dental needs, call Barrett's Dental at 303-502-5523 or visit DenverDentist.com. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Slow traffic northbound I-25 at this point. Happy Canyon to C-470 and stop and go between Arapahoe Road to pass 225. Traffic is brought to you by CC's New Endless Pan Pizzas now in the buffet. If you're on I-70, expect a delay behind a crash left lane westbound approaching Havana. Now at CC's New Endless Meat Eater and Supreme Pan Pizzas on the buffet starting at just $5.99. Only at CC's prices and participation vary. Restrictions apply. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. This ball driven to center field and deep and there's our goal. I know two pitch. You have to let it go. Here come the Rockies. It's 8-5. to five. Still nobody out. I'm going to blame Manchester for this. Credit to uh, Drew Goodman and the AT&T Sportsnet crew for that sound. I'm going to blame Manchester for the pitchforks that came out Friday night on Nolan Arenado. I was trying to defend him uh, via Twitter, and people were all over him. 
Cast them off. Get rid of them. Sit them down. You heard a little bit of everything. Nolan in a slump, deep slump. So he sits for a day, unwillingly, by the way. Didn't want to sit on Saturday. Comes back Sunday and finally hits that slump-busting home run. Now, is he back? We'll find out. He may not be back. He's playing hurt. That much we know. He's acknowledged that. They've acknowledged that. Does it affect his hitting? He says no. They say yes. I don't know. What do you think about Nolan Arenado after yesterday? I think he got a much-needed day off on Saturday. Good job by Bud Black of being the the uh, the adult, adult in, the room, in the room, being the boss and being saying, the bad guy. you're taking a day off. Uh, I know you want to play. I get it. I'm glad you want to play, but you have not been good, and you need to take a day off. Uh, the only game the Rockies won in the series was the game Nolan Arenado didn't play. You can connect whatever dots you want uh, to. Along. But that, the guy had, has, that, had, that had zero to do with Nolan Arenado, and that okay. had everything to do well, with Well, they Kyle lost Freeland. on Friday night, and everybody okay. wants to blame the umpires, but make a good throw to first base, and it's 2-2. You're right. No, That's, but Desmond's foot was on the bag. Fine, was a bad call. call. We saw the screen Fine, grab. but if you make a good throw, it doesn't matter. So yeah, you're but, blaming the Friday night loss on Nolan's air. You, yes. You're, falling, you're wow. falling into this like everybody else. You guys are holding this guy... He's so accountable. He's almost held accountable to perfection. All right. Tough on Nolan. Here I'm just we go. saying, you want perfection out of a guy who's batting 300 and has been the best fielding third baseman in baseball for the last five years. You can't get, he's a human. You're not going to get perfection from him, especially when he's playing hurt. So when he does make a mistake once every three months, I'm going to let it go. Okay. So how many times have we gone round and round and round on this show where it's, uh, blame, blame the player. Blame, blame the player. He's got to be it. held accountable. All right. Well, then I'm blaming the player. Make a good throw. It was a bad throw, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here like many people did on Friday night. Send him down. Don't resign him. Oh, he's holding the, the Rockies hostage. What? Well, those are things I've never said. No, no, not you. I'm on Twitter. Go okay. look at my well, Twitter feed. Twitter is full of a bunch of yahoos. Come on. Although I did see some of our Twitter Followers in Lincoln, they were very nice. Uh, um, he's making seventeen million dollars a year. Make a throw to third base yeah. in, in a in a big game. And by the oh, way, it's a big game, late okay. in the game, but don't blame Nolan. Blame the, the umps. Okay, you, you're saying that the the one game they won in the series is the one that Nolan sat. The reason Correct. they won that game, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you straight. The marvel that is Kyle Freeland. His ERA is two point nine one. He has a chance to have the lowest ERA in Rockies history. Chance to beat out Ubaldo there. His ERA at home at Coors Field. All right, this is Coors Canaveral, 2.21. I want you to chew on that for a second. If you're driving down Colorado Boulevard on this Monday morning, I want you to shut your eyes as you're driving. Just close them. you got a rocky starter in September, okay, who is 14-7 and seven at home with a 2-2-1. I'm sorry, 8-2 at home, 8-2 at home with a 2-2-1 ERA. Did you ever think that was possible? Ever. It's a, it's a unicorn. It's a aberration. It's Haley's Comet. We saw it with Ubaldo and Ubaldo's great season in 2010. He was that good, but it comes around once a decade. He's been very, very good. He has made now 20 quality starts this season, which is uh, only four Rockies pitchers ever have made 20 quality starts yeah. in a season. He's I, already there. I have come around and I'm with you guys. If they have a one game playoff, he's the guy I want on the hill. I don't trust anybody else on this well, staff. Well, the kid tonight, Marquez, who's pitching against the Diamondbacks, is second. But you're right. There's a big difference, I think, between Freeland and Marquez, even those two. And Marquez is pretty darn good. Yeah. But, and John, but, and John but after Gray's, Marquez, it's a big drop-off. John Gray's a one out of every three or four. You get a stinker. Uh Tyler Anderson, you get a stinker almost every time out. 
Um, but yeah, Freeland's been great. But look, Nolan Arnato, I said it on Thursday. He was my biggest concern about this team. He was not good in the series, at least in the series opener. He had a big air that he pulled Desmond off the bag and left it up to the umpire. Make a good throw there. You go in the dugout. It's two, two. Make a good throw. It was a disappointing weekend because we talked about it. You had a chance to, uh, you know, kind of put the division out of reach if you sweep it. And I said it on Friday, Vic, you have to win Friday night because Anderson's so unpredictable on Sunday. And thank goodness for Kyle Freeland, because if it weren't for Kyle Freeland, Vic, we'd be talking about a sweep by the Dodgers and the Rockies no longer no in first place. On the text line, uh, Nolan Arenado 0 for 4 with two Ks in a two-run throwing error and a two-run loss to kick off the biggest series of the season. It wasn't just one mistake, Vic. Love 28, but fair for him to take some criticism for the last few weeks. Yeah, I Listen, I'm with you on criticism, but understand why you're criticizing him. You're criticizing him, number one, because you're holding him to a standard that's way above and beyond everybody else. That's number one. And number two, what if I told you that perhaps that throwing error is a result of an injury and that got to give him a little credit for playing through injuries? How many guys play, especially in baseball, okay. in baseball? No, but, Vic, if he's injured, then you need to go with Ryan McMahon at third But you base. know what, though? Here's the difference between great players and good players. Great players, they play through it all, bro. They, an, an injury, you gotta take him out. But if he's hurting he's the going, team, I he get it. Be in oh, there. I don't want to hear that hurting the team. Right, so crap. Von Miller's got a broken leg. Well, I'll just trot him out there because he's Von Miller. Something. Let me tell you something. If I have an injured, if if I'm injured coming into this radio show, if my throat hurts, I'm working because I don't trust you guys. It was a two-two game. His throwing error allowed a run to score, and then they got another run. So it's, it results in two runs, basically cost him a game. He was 0 for four with two Ks. He's the second highest paid player on the team. He'll be fine. He's just, I'm sure he will be, but he's the second highest paid player on, on the team. That's why he's held to I'm a gonna ridiculous make a standard. I'm going to make he a bet. He makes $17.75 million a by, year. By, That's why he's held to a high by standard. By the end of this week, Nolan Arenado is going to make you say, damn, how did we uh, kill him the way we did? I hope so. I hope so. But Ian Desmond, highest paid guy on the team. Has he gotten some grief this year? A lot of it. Wade Davis, third highest paid player on the team. Ton Has he it. gotten some Ton grief this year? Fourth, Charlie Blackman. He's got a bit of a free pass. So are we are we just criticizing based on salaries? No. No, we're not. Yeah. But you're you're the best player on the team. Yeah. You're the second highest paid player on the team. Your guy, everybody's talking about how the Rockies need to bend over backwards and give you whatever you want when to avoid you becoming okay. a free agent. See, that's you the, can't that's, throw a, make a make a throwing error in a two two game. You I'm, can't. I'm glad you got to that because that's the narrative I want to wipe out. And it's a narrative that makes me sick to my stomach. And the narrative is that Nolan Arenado is holding the franchise hostage, saying if you don't win, I'm out. He never said that. Thank you, which is what I said at training camp when, he never when said everybody that. was reading between the lines right. on everything the guy yeah, he said. He never once said that. Remember he said he wants to win. Line? You're right. He wants to win, but he never said, oh, my God, better win or I'm gone. He never said that. Thank you. At the trade deadline, that's what everybody told us, is that this is what he said. I'm like, where? Yeah. When did he say this? Can we stop reading between the lines and connecting dots? Back to Friday night, because, you know, the beauty of doing a Monday morning show, you get to catch up on a lot of things. Um, That Andy Fletcher strike zone, the umpire. If you didn't want robots calling games Friday, you'll never want robots calling games because that was there were six pitches thrown to Charlie Blackman. Mm-hmm. All six were wide of the strike zone. All six, according to what do they call that thing? The Toyota strike zone thingy. Right. The K zone. Whatever. According to that, all six were out of the strike zone and he struck out. Well, I was watching it as I was driving through Hastings, Nebraska. And so I was watching it on GameCast. The final strike of the game, you know, they have the little box. I know. It, and there's the strike zone, and then there's still some colored boxes out there. It was outside of that. And I'm like, struck out looking. How did he strike out looking on that ball? It was absurd. And I was watching it on GameCast. 
Well, and Blackman got in the dude's face, which I liked, because you never see Charlie Blackman. He doesn't get angry. Yeah. And, and the umpiring on Friday was, was atrocious. It was preposterous. It, it, it felt like the league had an agenda. I will give you. It felt like the Dodgers well, were. I'm not going to go that far. When you watch NBA games, does it feel like officials have agendas? I will give you that the umpiring behind the plate was a joke. The play at first base, did it look like it, Desmond's foot was on the bag? Yeah, but I'm looking at it through Rocky's colored lenses, right? Like, it was a borderline play. Could go either way. That's on the third baseman for making the play close. But the strike zone was a joke. It was an absolute joke. All right, Bud fast, Black got ejected in that game, by the way. Fast so forward to, to, see it. to yesterday's game, and I'm at... uh I'm at Mile High doing some story pregame, so I missed the first inning. But to no one's surprise, the Rockies give up two runs in the first. It's two nothing out of the shoot. This number um, handed to me: the Rockies have allowed a run in the first inning 66 times this season, which is 11 more than any other team in big league baseball. 66 times they've allowed a run, at least a run in the first inning. When they've done that, they're 31 and 34. 31 and 34. So I, I guess a key is to not start slowly like they have all year, but to give up two in the first from Tyler Anderson, game felt over. It, how felt, many, it felt over. How many of those 66 times has Tyler Anderson been on the hill? I, I, know, I, I know it's more than one guy. I, I mean, get it. He, he always seems to start slow. John Gray always seems to start slow. Um, they have a couple of guys who have a hard time coming out of the shoots, so that 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 skews that. But yeah, it. it and we've been, I feel like we've been talking about it for two months, and I don't see anything that they've done or heard anything they've done to address it. What is the? You got to come up with something different, some sort of solution. Forty-one comeback wins in Major League Baseball. That number sort of skewed too because they've given up runs in the first inning. Yeah, right. Come back if you're down two nothing in the first. Well, when you're down, you're down. I mean, a comeback's a comeback. When you're Tonight, hot, you're hot. Uh, yeah, you're right. Zach Godley against uh, Herman Marquez tonight. Marquez touting that 4.05 ERA. And uh, I'm quick to remind the two of you, I will be front and center for that game. I, uh, I, heard, that, to uh, that. I heard that. I heard that. I don't, know, know, if I, tonight, I don't know. I don't know if I mentioned that we yet. Didn't dive into that. Well, you got a chance to bury Arizona after you couldn't do it to LA. So let's see what they've got. I personally, Vic, they got to win three or four. A split would be disappointing because you've got your three best pitchers in four of the games. Yeah. You've got Marquez. Gray and Freeland all slated to pitch in the next four days. Well, and if you're going to burn Senzatella, have him go tomorrow night against Granky, right? Like you don't want to have your one of your better pitchers on the hill when their ace is going. I actually kind of like the way that sets up. Yeah, that's what hurt me about Friday night is the Rockies gave themselves a pretty good chance to beat Kershaw. They did. You know? They, they did. gave him a really good chance to beat Kershaw and just couldn't get it done. Till Teflon Nolan threw one wide. Is anybody not Teflon in your How long before he starts labeling Philip Lindsay Teflon Phil? I'm just trying to keep track of how anybody you score else? these things. Von Miller, Teflon Vaughn. Oh, it's Teflon Vaughn now. When right? I blame the umpire, well, Remember, you he say, called him Teflon Vaughn last season. He remember, he said, I want to see Teflon Vaughn make a play. Was yesterday's game okay for you? Yeah, that's what I expect from so the highest paid guy on you, the team. you expect Teflon Vaughn to do that every single game? No. 48 sacks. No, but he made more plays yesterday than he did all of last season. Because so, he had a lead. I was critical. Oh, he can only play when he has a lead. Gee, I'm glad he gets twenty plus million dollars a year to play with a lead. That's Don't what be you how much you get player. paid, guy. Uh, I hate how just, much you get I'm paid. I'm just guy. trying to. Well, he's the highest paid player on the team. You're supposed uh, to perform at a higher level. I'm just trying to keep track of how you gauge these things. Because when I blame, blame Bud Black, you say blame the player. When I blame the player, you say oh he's hurt. It's just free pass. It's you know what it should be mm-hmm. Teflon Vic because you're the one that free passes. How about everybody. this? 
Is I it, don't. Is it Teflon you Drew do. Brees for losing at home? That's Teflon Drew, loss. he's a Hall of Famer. That's a who else bad is Teflon? Loss. Anybody else who lost today? You're Teflon. Teflon if you lost, Khalil. you're Teflon. Yeah, Teflon Khalil. Khalil. Yeah, I mean, he, he had a sack, a strip no. sack, and a touchdown. Yo. But you know what? Hang on. The Hang Bears on. lost. Yo. Teflon Khalil. In all seriousness. Get it done. You're the highest paid defensive player in the game. What are you doing? In all seriousness. Yes or no. Did Von Miller make more plays yesterday than he, than he did all of last season? Yes or no. Did the offense give him a better chance to win than all of last season? Well, they won five damn games last year, so yeah. they must have had a lead at some point. Well, that's the Von you saw two years ago. Ago, bro. Okay. Three years ago. So he was not good last year. I pointed it out and called it out. When he comes out this year and plays great, I point it out. I, I, I'm sorry for being fair. I'm sorry for not having my orange glasses. Was I wasn't at the press box yesterday. Was Clissy passing them out to everybody? I was What's in the press box. On? I was in the press box, and there was no cheering the in the press box. The guy was great yesterday, and I said he was great, and that's still not good enough. My goodness. Danny on the text line says, Vic, will you please... Pretty please wear an umpire uniform for tonight's game and call balls and strikes from your seat. <laughs> that is so good. That is such a good idea. That is, I think I might. I, I, should I? No, I don't want to do that. Then it'll get all crazy. Nah, because I'll have a freaking bourbon in my hand. Nah, you got the Vic Lombardi show. It's 829. John Elway now. Nate Kreckman. Is the temperature rising even a bit under the seat of John Elway? Hell no. No. Ryan Harris. You're talking about three-time Super Bowl champion MVP? You're talking about this one for pass! In the nature of the business, you're going to miss. Oh, of course. Nobody bats a thousand. There's been a lot of missing in these draft classes. And, and, and look, in any other town, the seat would be warming up. Kreckman and Harris, 3 to 6 on Altitude 950 and beginning September 17th on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Many people with debt that they can't pay get frozen in inaction. They don't know what to do. But the reality is, is that that's actually the worst thing you can do, is to not pursue debt relief. And the reason is, is that the sooner you pursue debt relief, the sooner you can start to rebuild your credit. Many people think that bankruptcy is terrible for your credit. But if the alternative is having debts that are unpaid, that is much, much worse. Our commitment to customer service is based on what we are. At Wink & Wink, we're a small family business. We're here to hold your hand throughout the entire process and make sure all your questions are answered. Mike and I truly care about our clients, and we treat them like part of our family. A bad break can happen to anyone, and we're all worthy of a second chance and restoring hope for our future. If you're struggling with debt of any kind, give us a call. We'll set a free consultation for you, and we'll get you answers, and we'll get you relief. Call 888-NOW-WINK or winkandwink.com. National Truck Driver Appreciation Week is going on right now, and Albertson Safeway would like to take the time to honor all professional truck drivers. These 3.5 million professional men and women keep our highways safe. From the food in our cabinets, the furniture in our living rooms, and even the cars in our driveways, none of these items would be available to us without truck drivers. We thank you. Albertson Safeway is always hiring drivers. If you or someone you know would like to join our team, please log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. The Colorado Rapids take on Atlanta United FC on September 15th at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. And it's to the wall for this Tim Howard. Once again with a massive save. Bring your whole family no matter the size, courtesy of the Coca-Cola Family Plan. Starting at only $30, you get a ticket to the game, a meal, and a Coke. Oh, my word. He scores with his left. He scores with his right. Edgar Castillo scores what he wants. Get your tickets now at coloradorapids.com. Hey there, Denver. It's your boy, Ryan Harris. Are you?
Are you feeling the aches and pains of growing older? Do your knees and back ache? Well, my friends, I've got a solution for you, and it is the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. Listen, after my 10-year NFL career, I had plenty of aches and pains that I just needed fixed if I was going to live a happy life. And one of the ways I did so while avoiding surgery was through stem cell therapy. I had stem cells placed in my knee, and I was, in fact, able to continue to play in the NFL for one more year. The Center for Spine and Orthopedics offers the best in stem cell therapy. They are an independent physician-owned office that has MRI on the premises. That means lower cost and less time. And if you need something beyond stem cells, they have over 40 years of collective experience with knee, elbow, back, and neck surgeons who can help you live pain-free. So give my friends a call at 303-287-2800. That's 303-287-2800. Or visit them online at centerforspineandortho.com. The Altitude 950 traffic update. A couple delays with accidents right now. One is on C470 eastbound between Wadsworth and Platte Canyon. Eastbound C470 already slowing between Broadway and Quebec with heavy volume. Traffic is brought to you by White Castle. The other accident now coming in westbound I-70 approaching Havana. Watch for activity there. Real egg, savory sausage, and melty cheese calling you. Detour to White Castle for a $3 breakfast combo. No time to stop. Add new breakfast sliders to your grocery list. Now at White Castle and in your freezer aisles. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. What can we not get enough of today? So hot right now. Let's dive into the Power Five. Brought to you by Johnson Auto Plaza, where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every day. Our Power 5 question of the day, H.W. says, why don't we talk about your adventure tonight at Coors Field? I get to go to the game, and I get to sit in the front row, thanks to my buddy from Infinity of Denver. So the question would be, as Danny's already suggested on the text line, 30933-30933, how should I treat those front row seats? Should I do something silly, stupid? What do you want me to do from the front row? I just want to sit there and watch the game like a normal human. I don't want to do anything. My suggestion was every time the Rockies have a strikeout, a punch out, you get up and do just a dramatic <laughs> umpire like fist pump call. Every time. Dude, you gotta do it point, every time. At what point do you get too stupid where they kick you out of the game? No, no, they won't kick you out of the game. You just gotta, you gotta be that, you gotta look like that umpire who's just really into himself. Yeah. You got it. I think they, I think that would be your play. What's wrong with just watching the game? Well, that's not going to get you on the tube. Yeah, you got to make this all about you. Hit yeah. us up, 30933. What should Vic do on TV tonight? He will be part of our viewing pleasure when we watch the Rockies. Now, I know HW won't remember this because it happened before 2000. Uh, but in the 1986 World Series in game six at Shea, there was the little old lady who was sitting behind home plate and she just did the constant traveling call. I remember that nonstop. Yeah. Why? I don't know. It became like her lucky thing to do. You should do that throughout the game. I think you should dance. Maybe do like the Macarena or something. Just, just, just make it all about you, man. <laughs> just have everyone hashtag in Toyota talk. Why I'm is Vic Lombardi that. dancing behind home plate right that. now? Mm-hmm. I, I would wear one of my fine assortment of wigs because mm-hmm. I have a large collection. Be a good idea, but uh, they're uncomfortable. Can you wear something bright and loud? Um, I don't want to be that guy, Marlins fan. So we I can see you. Guy either. No, nah. I don't. You don't have to be Marlins man. Nah. Like, and wear a orange visor. Nah. But Why like, don't you wear that Nuggets jersey they gave you the other day? 
I can do that too. But you know, I've always found it odd to wear an opposing some uniform that means nothing to the game. Well, this is fun so far. Yeah. Why don't you wear khakis, a polo shirt, and sit there? I mean, come on. Wait, Go really Jim Harbaugh. This. Go nah. Jim Harbaugh like. Nah, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, why don't you and your buddy give the tickets to Manchester and I, and we'll wear yes. something loud and We obnoxious. will do something. Yes. Uh, treat it like Mitch says. Treat it like you were on the 50-yard line in the fourth quarter at Lambeau last night. What does that mean? I, I don't know. I, I don't know what that means. Like you just got to be going crazy? Uh, this guy suggests shirt off. I'm not Jesse. No, I'm not Jesse. That would get our attention. Jesse took his shirt off. Are you allowed to take your shirt off? I don't think it's illegal. I'm just curious. On a golf course, you can't. I don't know. It is a good question. I mean, I guess you can. Because there are people yesterday walking around a Mile High Stadium, and I don't get the, the opportunity to tailgate too often at games. Yesterday, I walked around so many different tailgates. Let me tell you something. Bronco fans know how to tailgate. Yeah. If there's something Bronco fans do very, very well, it is tailgate. Well, the other thing they do, since they changed back to the orange jerseys, that place is a sea of orange. Well, the amount of retrofitted RVs that have become sort of Bronco RVs, they've painted them, they've colored It's amazing to me. Yeah. I, I got a tour of all these great Winnebago RVs, buses. Bronco fans party hard pregame. It was nuts. And the one noticed, one thing I noticed, everybody's got their shirt off. Everybody, everybody's shirtless before the game. It was warm. I find it odd to go shirtless unless I'm going to get in a pool or a lake. Uh, warm regards, Steve on the text line, 30933. I find it odd that Vic has a collection of wigs. Can you explain to Steve? Warm regards, Steve. No, I don't have any yeah, idea. We, why we still don't get it either. Any sportscaster worth anything, carries with him or her a collection of wigs. I beg to if differ. If you do not own a collection of wigs, you don't know what you're doing. Why? Because you don't want you, people to know who you no, are? No, no, no. There's always a, a role you have to play. Trust me on that one. This, I'm just going to take your word for it on this one. It's it's one of the mysteries of the two years of doing this show with you. Call it whatever you want. Uh, around the NFL this weekend, I uh, just received this text from Marty O., he just gave me the results of our picks because each week we pick NFL games. Uh, over the weekend, in last place, the little degenerates going six and seven. Rough start. Are you going to let them know that? Yeah. They're sub 500? Week one's a crapshoot. They were watching Red Zone yesterday, uh, rooting for their Browns like it was the Super Bowl. In second place, tied for second, HW and James. Seven and six. Now I, I have to, I give myself a little bit of a break here because I had been awake for about 30 seconds when we started doing those picks. In first place at nine and four, the man who has a collection of wigs in the trunk of his car. And I'm the dummy. The defending champion. I'm the dummy with a hot start. Although I'll say this, I, I left the show last week with this proclamation. When we got to the uh, Tampa Bay-New Orleans game, we were picking that game, mm-hmm. I said on air, if this were an eliminator pool, this is the game. There's no way New Orleans loses at home to Tampa playing a backup quarterback. No way. There is nothing more uh meaningless and it causes more, causes more overreaction than week one of the NFL. It's why it's this, good as, this, this stuff happens. Yeah, right? As good as the Broncos yeah. looked yesterday, and there are a lot of reasons to be optimistic, 
they also started three and one last year. So week one means virtually nothing. Yeah, but if almost all of September. Okay, hold on. But if you're New Orleans, you just got cut up to the tune of 48 points by Ryan freaking Fitzpatrick. I don't disagree. Okay. Trendy Super Bowl pick. Okay. You gave up 48 of them. To Ryan Fitzpatrick at home. I get it. And how many points did the Broncos hang on the Cowboys last year at home? And right, everybody fine, thought fine. Trevor Simeon was great. But, and I was but, on but, here but saying, Orleans, you want to give him a long-term yeah, but contract? New Orleans is considered a Super Bowl contender in the NFC. I get it. There's, I can find you a lot of years where New England had a stinker early in the season. And then they wound up in the Super Bowl. The uh, NFL right. is the ultimate adjust-as-you-go league. It's why I like pro football more than college football because there's a story. There's not much story to no. Alabama started no, hot, no, won no. every game, and you, you, finished 13-0. Right, so you just said Fun something. Story. You, now you know how to get to me. You just said something that is, all right, flat-out wrong. You went to a college game this weekend. Are you going to compare NFL Sunday to what you experienced on Saturday? On Saturday, I watched a game unfold in Lincoln, Nebraska, that was as entertainment, as an exciting a game and a finish as I've seen in years. And it was better than any game I saw on Sunday. Sure. Any game. Sure. And then to tap, to cap it off, Saturday night in Fort Collins, a finish to the ages. Are you, you're going to compare NFL Sunday to college Saturday? Not college what I said. Sa- what did you say then? I said I prefer pro football over college football on a one-time, one-off. Yes, I had a tremendous time. I'm still hoarse from being in Lincoln on Saturday. It's 48 hours later almost. So yes, that was great. Overall, pro football is a better product because of the story. America's game 2017. And you watch it in the Eagles and the, the ups story, and downs. The story. How about the story that the, the Huskers and Buffs hadn't played in eight years it's, and the Buffs go in there and win on a last minute. You know, now you're getting frustrated. It's one game. It's one Saturday. The, the overall story. Fine. America's game 2017 Alabama Crimson Tide is a four minute show. They started hot, won every game. Lost to Auburn, but still got into the tournament, or into the playoff because they're Alabama, and then they won the national title. Roll credits. <laughs> that was fun. Some of the texts coming out. Fun on, journey what, to a national title for Alabama. What I should do behind home plate tonight, Chris says, Vic, just roll in with your dog. You'd fit right in. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, am I allowed to bring my dog? Am I don't I, know. I, I Am I allowed to go shirtless with my dog? That would be great. That would be fantastic. See, now you're getting in the spirit of this thing. Chris in Fort Fun says, uh, hold up a new sign to promote the new Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Ooh, good marketing opportunity. You know, you might get away with it if you were just doing FM 92.5, like a little teaser. Yeah. If I threw up a little sign after every strike. Yeah. You could wear, you could paint like 92 on your shirt and your, uh, on your chest and your uh-huh. buddy could do 0.5. I think that'd be good. Vic, you should hold a sign that shows the actual pitch count as determined by the TV robot so everyone knows how bad the ump is. Not bad. (laughs) I'd get escorted out in a hurry there. You could be like that Giants fan that sat behind me and just call out every pitch. Forcing fastball 94. (laughs) You know, it's funny. Um, I'm not going to name this person, but he was sitting in the press box yesterday. And, you know, media, you're watching the game. He's like giving play-by-play as the game is being played. He's like... Every single play. Oh, come on, name him. TV oh, guy, radio guy. Radio guy. Let's I mean, guess. Like every single play, he's, oh, great play there, by And I'm like, dude, I'm watching the same game. I, I don't need to, I don't need to hear you say what's happening is, on the field. Is he like a two-time fantasy football champion? I'll, I'll let you guys guess who it was, yeah, but it was driving. Is. Finally, in the fourth quarter, I said, dude, 
I saw what just happened like you did. Does he like to tell you about three technique? No, it's not, it's not who you're thinking. Oh, no, okay. it's not who you're thinking. But when I give you the name, you'll say, yeah. You got the Vic Lombardi show. It's 844. <laughs> Your avalanche. Kevin with a shot. He scores! Your nuggets. The game winner. Yeah! Your rapids. Back in the net. Your Denver sports talk. It's Trevor Story. The MVP. Elevates to FM. September 17th. Double your altitude when 92.5 The Wolf becomes Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. And Altitude Sports Radio 950 becomes Denver's home for Fox Sports Radio. Monday, September 17th. Elevate your sports radio to Altitude Sports Radio 92.5 FM. And Altitude Sports Radio 950 AM. Injured and confused? Confused about your injuries? Confused about the insurance company? Confused about which attorney to hire? So let's talk about attorneys. Let's get real clear on attorneys. I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell & Pollock. You get to choose your attorney. So how do you choose? Experience? Yes. Handles only injury cases? Yes. Someone the insurance company knows? Yes. And respects? Of course. Attorneys who have been very successful representing their clients? Yes. Attorneys who don't deal in a hodgepodge of everything? Only injury cases? Mandatory. Attorneys who know all the tricks of the insurance company? Absolutely. Welcome to the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We do injury cases. We're known as the champions of the people. For a reason, we champion people's causes and legal cases. Our website is championsofthepeople.com for a reason. The reason is you. Come to championsofthepeople.com and see what that choice can do for you. Life has choices. Make your choice count. Championsofthepeople.com. There really isn't any other choice. Cool 105 presents Cool Concert 2018 starring Rick Springfield. Live. Also starring Loverboy. With special guests, Gin Blossoms and Tommy Two-Tone. Saturday, September 22nd, Pepsi Center. Reserve seats starting at just 10.50. On sale now at LiveNation.com and all Altitude ticket outlets. Simply the best live entertainment and events are at Buffalo Thunder Resort and Casino. Get your tickets now to Arsenio Hall, Comic-Con, Fifty Shades of Men, Margarita Festival, and more at BuffaloThunderResort.com. And Buffalo Thunder in Santa Fe has simply the best promotions. Win one of four Mercedes-Benz and your share of over $500,000. Simply the best casino. At Buffalo Thunder. The road to success is paved with your new career at Brandon Sand and Gravel. Since 1906, they're one of the most respected concrete and construction companies. And Brandon is hiring right now. They need Class A and B CDL drivers and operators and laborers. They need you. Brandon offers competitive wages, a full benefits package, including matching 401K. Become a part of the Brandon team. Apply today at Brandon1.com. That's B-R-A-N-N-A-N, the number one, dot com. Hey, what's on your game day menu? Chips? Party mix? That's boring. When it's game day, order up a good meal for everybody from Black Eyed Pea. This is Vic Lombardi. Black Eyed Pea has all your favorites available for carryout on game day. Chicken fried steak with homemade cream gravy. Juicy pot roast. Fried chicken. All the sides. Plus fresh rolls and cornbread. That's how you roll on game day. Visit BlackEyedPeaColorado.com for locations and get their entire game day ready menu. 
Altitude 950 traffic update. A delay on eastbound C470 where there is an accident clearing between Wadsworth and Platte Canyon. Eastbound also slowing as you try to get onto I-25 jamming up around Quebec. Traffic is brought to you by White Castle. Two-car crash reported westbound I-76 near 74th. Only the right lane getting around at one point. Did you hear White Castle sliders are in your freezer aisles? In addition to the burgers that made them famous, try one of the new breakfast sliders made with real eggs. Pick up White Castle sliders at your grocery today. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. I had um, an O-laid outside, you know, and, um, you know, technically that's not, you know, a good move. You want to be stout, shock and share, but I O-laid outside, so I knew I needed to get back down, you know, to be able to make the tackle and the running back. He was running, and I just just saw the ball, and I just grabbed it. I've uh, made, you know, similar plays before, but not able to stay up and run with the ball. Teflon Vaughn, Vaughn Miller, on how he stole the ball and stole the game from Seattle yesterday. You're welcome. For? Pointing out how he had a down season last year and he came out ready to prove people wrong. You're welcome. What do you mean? Holding, so you're taking credit for Vaughn's performance Holding yesterday? people accountable instead of just saying, oh, yeah, the best best season, oh. 10 sacks. You know, he just was getting double teamed Jeff, all year. Jeff, they, Jeff, ne- they never Fledwald, had a lead. Jeff Legwald said he... Perhaps had his finest season as a Bronco last year. Yeah, well, Leggy also told us Trevor Simeon was going to be a star. Remember, should I pull up the article Leggy wrote about how his Simeon's arm is like a gift from God? I mean, look, I like Jeff, and Jeff comes in here and we have a good time talking football, but you can't just source Jeff in terms of he had a great season last year, like it came off, off of a tablet from Mount Sinai. Come on. I don't know. Sometimes he's to- wrong. I'm not saying he's not, but I, the bottom line is Teflon Vaughn came up with the play of the game. He did. You're welcome. He was all over the place. You know, I, you know, I said he was great yesterday and that's not good enough. No, you. here's what I get though. I got a lot of this yesterday. Well, Vaughn was great, but you know, he sort of fell into those sacks. All right. Really? You're going to be that guy. He fell into those sacks. He didn't. That's a, that's a ridiculous comment. He fell into those. He, he fell was into all over the field the yesterday. He was great. He that he was anybody who says he wasn't great yesterday is not watching the same game as me and doesn't understand football. He was great. He was not great last year. He wasn't. It's excuse making to say he was. Oh, he had a great year. They just didn't have enough of a lead and uh, they were double teaming him. And he, you know, he boy had a great ten tack season. That's just spin. It's spin. He was awesome yesterday. That's what an awesome player should do. I, I learned something this weekend. Uh, Von Miller's high school, DeSoto High. Do you know who else attended DeSoto High? Cheneau. LaVisca Cheneau. Yeah. Along with KD Nixon. They, they need to stop using KD Nixon so much. He yeah. Was, he you didn't was, like his output? He was pretty average. Yeah. yeah. But, but Cheneau? Cheneau? That guy can play. Give me your top four buffs from that game. Top five. Oh, boy. Uh, Chanel obviously was great. Montez was great. Um, not the kicker. Your boy in the middle. So good. Landman. Landman Nick was Landman really, was really good. Awesome. Jay McIntyre played a he great had a very game. good game. The, the key play of the game that no one's discussing today is McIntyre over the middle on third and long where he gets absolutely decapitated. Just a dumb penalty by Reed. Now look, I don't think it should have been a targeting and I think they got the review right by not giving them a target. No, it wasn't a target. But that was clearly a penalty. Yeah. It cost him. I mean, it would have been fourth and 24. You know, some guys like McIntyre is a smaller dude, right? He's a smaller dude. Reminds me a little bit of Wes Welker. He's just able to take that kind of punishment and sell it better than most. 
if you know what I'm saying. Well, he's so little, he looks like he just is getting decapitated on a play like that. By the way, if you enjoyed what Jay McIntyre did, his his dad after the game was very emotional about the, the way his kid played. McIntyre will join Brownman and Hastings at 11:45 this morning. Oh, Correct. Great. I just liked when he scored that touchdown, Vic. How much yeah. trash he was talking to the Nebraska fans, and yeah. his mouth guard comes spitting out. It's like Jay McIntyre's got some spunk. He's got some. I fire. love. The, I love the fact you brought that up because again, I have to remind everyone that trash talk is as much a, po- a part of sports and football as the helmet and face mask. It's part of the game. Phil Lindsay afterwards was asked, what were you saying to that big guy after you had that nice run and he gets into some guy's face from Seattle and he goes, hey, I'm just holding my own. Yeah, I'm not going to back down from anybody. I have no issues with trash talk on a football field or in any venue to be, if you can back it up. Yeah, and if you're going to put Nebraska fans right there on the field and I'm going to score right no in front issues. of them, I'm going to let them have Zero. it. Zero. Zero. It was great. Marty O talks a lot of trash. Thanks for these stats, brother. This is a... uh Rockies-related statistic here. We were talking about Tyler Anderson and Tyler Anderson's start yesterday, how he gave up two in the first. Tyler's given up at least one run in the first inning in 16 of his 29 starts this year. Rockies are 11-18 and 18 in Tyler Anderson's starts. Anderson has given up 38 first inning runs. Compare that to Kyle Freeland, who has given up a run in the first inning only eight of his last 29 starts. Rockies are 20 and 9 with Freeland on the hill. So thanks for pointing out the difference between Freeland and, uh, and Tyler Anderson. But what do you do next time Tyler Anderson is set to start a game? Something other than Tyler Anderson. You have to pitch. I don't it together. care. Bud Black can pitch. I don't care. It's got to be anybody other than Tyler Anderson. He's been a disaster. By the way, I thought we were just going to maybe get a little sugar fix there. Was that a near, a near toss? Exactly what I was doing. <laughs> you guys read right through that, didn't you? You guys, I looked at the clock. You guys saw exactly what happened. You know exactly. What I was happened. just gonna point out the elephant in the room. Yeah, I know. I turned to I turned to him at this time <laughs> every morning. Speaking of uh, uh, elephants, there's a tiger in the room. Tiger Woods minus fifteen. They're playing the delayed BMW Championship right now. We're watching it. Uh, is he in the hunt here? He's got an eagle putt for a share of the lead right here. What is going on? I know. Tiger in the in the Monday. Am red. I gonna have to spend the rest of my morning watching golf? Um, you, you, you probably will, okay. yes. I had no idea that the final round was postponed to today. I, didn't I was either. so focused on football yesterday. I had no idea. For Eagle, ooh, that's a little lengthy. A little yeah, too long, much. You know, I left there. a little chicken on that ball. Yes, he did. You know, long parpa, or Let, birdie putt coming back. Yeah. Well, he's, he's wearing a sweater. Is it that cold in Philly? It looks pretty, uh, pretty miserable. By the way, and you guys like to give me a hard time about, oh, he doesn't, he's not afraid of lightning. How many football games in the first two weeks of college football and the first week of the NFL have been delayed by weather? Why was the Mi- ridiculous? Why was the Miami Tennessee game? Why did it take seven hours to finish that game? Because there was what a was bunch of rain delays. It started late. And there was a delay in the middle of the game. Just SMU against TCU started like two hours late on Saturday night. It's just constant rain delays, well, weather the, delays. The, the Dolphins-Titans game turned into the longest game in the history of the NFL with all the delays. Uh Lightning wreaking havoc in Miami. And this didn't used to happen. So either we have a lot worse weather now than we used to, which is ridiculous. It's not the case. We're more reactive. Or we just panic because... Quadruple Doppler 9 says it might lightning in three hours. 
It's just this, it's ridiculous. Excuse me for being afraid of lightning. It's ridiculous. My bad. If we act though like there have been like nine people who've died of lightning strikes at games and we better do something about it. <laughs> it's just stupid. There was a lot of stories in the NFL regarding uh, weather yesterday, but there was also, guys, some surprise bad quarterback play from guys who were supposed to be good. What is Deshaun Watson in New England yesterday? Oh, his first game after injury, dude. He was terrible. Uh, it's a tough and start. Big Ben, Vic, looks like he's done. Big Ben was god-awful yesterday. Do you remember he last year when, tie with Cleveland. Do you remember last year when, picks. when Big Ben had the bad game where he threw a bunch of picks against Jacksonville? And he himself said, maybe I just can't do this anymore. Everybody's like, Big Ben's done, Big Ben's done. Oh, and then the Steelers roll off and win that division and go to the playoffs. So let's pump the brakes with... How bad? Fine. You can have Joe Flacco and Ryan Fitz, Fitzpatrick, and and I'll take Deshaun Watson and Big Ben. We 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 cool with that? Because that's how Week One results. You you would win that game. Watson was atrocious. Yesterday. I'll take Watson and Big Ben. You take Fitzpatrick, right. and, and you take Flacco. Um, we have people on the text line saying, by the way, guys, it's Chenault. It's not Cheneau. I get it. We butchered his name several times. And somebody give me a pronunciation guide. It shouldn't be Chenault. Uh, Tiger for birdie rolls it right Roman. in. That's a nice putt. Tiger for birdie. Where does that put him right now? One back. Look at Tiger Woods make a run here. Four birdies on the front side at the BMW Championship. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll visit with AT&T Sportsnet's Drew Goodman, who's calling the action, of course, for the Rockies Diamondbacks tonight. Uh Three in the books against the Dodgers and Diamondbacks. They lost the first series. Four now against the Diamondbacks. HW says you got to win three out of four. Keep winning series is what I always say. If it, you know, if you win the series, you're still in first place. Well, three out of four is the only way to win it, or four out of four, obviously. obviously. But, but win the series. Who do the uh, who do the Dodgers have this week? If they split though, Vic, that means they would have gone three and four in the homestand against the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. That's that a, good. That's a disappointment. That's not going to do it. That obviously ain't so good. So you got to. I, I I think I'm with HW. You don't have to go. Th- Three out of four, but it would make you feel a lot better about where things are. The Dodgers are in Cincinnati. In Cincinnati series. And then four in St. Louis. But did you guys notice something about the Dodgers? Even though they did take two out of three here, they had to go to Maeda in the bullpen. How much more vulnerable are they when Jansen can't pitch? Seems like a completely different team. Doesn't yeah. it? You, you feel like, oh, the Rockies have a shot. They here. have a shot every time. And I mean, they couldn't piece it together late, but without Jansen at the end of that pen, they're not the same team. By the way, can we stop with Patty Bats getting in, getting up at the dish late in the oh, game? Oh, the game was over. What, are you going to put he this He hit on? the ball really hard. It just went right at the center fielder. Oh, I mean, what do you well, want? then Trevor Simeon's mom would give him a hit. He hit it hard. Yeah, like you're going to put this on the last batter. Oh, I love the fact that they pulled John Gray after 85 pitches so they can go with Patty Bats and then put Russin in the game on Friday. That was an awesome decision, bud. But let's not say anything because he's a nice guy and he's funny at press conferences. He did throw Good decision, bud. Russin did throw eight straight balls. I get it. Yeah. So you you pulled John Gray after 85 yeah. pitches in a close game so oh, you can yeah. get Patty Bats up there to bloop out and then go to Chris Russin who throws eight straight balls. That, that was a silly decision. It was a mistake. It was a poor choice on the part of Bud Black. But can we say that or are we just going to – now you're going to say I want him fired because I actually had a little bit of criticism for the guy. No. No, the Rockies I mean, are – Teflon Bud, no, we don't want to say anything. Rockies are in first place though. Oh, jeez. September 10th. And they should be running away with the division. They should be. They should be. First place. Very winnable division. They're a half game up instead of six and a half up because they continue to stub their toe. Teflon's got them in first place. (laughs) 
So he's not, he can't be criticized? Uh, first place, right? Do you think that was a good decision to pull John Gray so Pat Vileka could pop up and then they could go to Chris Russell? You can only criticize when they're in second place. Do you think that was a good decision? As long as they're in first place, there's no room for criticism. There's no, no mistakes that are made. Teflon Vaughn was pretty good yesterday too. Top of the hour, you got the Vic Lombardi show. One week from today, we're going FM, Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Right now, we've got Drew Goodman coming up next on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. This is the home of the Colorado Rapids. Coming up on Saturday, the Colorado Rapids return to Dick's Sporting Goods Park to host Atlanta United. Kickoff is at 1.30 with Connor Cape on the call. Come on, let's go, let's go. KKSE Parker, Denver. September 17th in seven days. Altitude 950 elevates to its new FM partner. Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. FM. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Text line says, uh, hey, don't forget, Teflon Bud got ejected Friday night. That wasn't him who made the call. I, I don't, re- I don't remember when he was ejected. Was he, he was ejected he- before or after the call it to was bring the, in Vallejo? It was the bulk, but that bulk was by Russin, right? By the way, don't pronounce it bulk. bulk? It's how a bulk. How would you like me to pronounce What's it? What's a bulk? Yeah, I don't know what a bulk is. Are you at is. Costco buying yeah, in by bulk? The bulk food it's a here. bulk. It's a it's bulk, not a, dude. Yes, it is. It's not a bulk. Oh my gosh. It's not always, and it's not a bulk. Can you spell it? It's B-A-L-K, and the L is silent. Silent. It's, it's a, a bulk. bulk. It's a bulk. I swear <laughs> to God, let's fight. Let's just fight right. Now. Let's just get it over. What are you doing? But by the way, okay, who had the bulk? And so it's a rhyme with a hawk. Yeah. The Sea Hawks were in yesterday, and they had a bulk. Wasn't it Chris Reston who had the bulk? Somebody had a bulk. It was Chris Russell yeah. who had the bulk, okay. if memory serves. Yeah. The switch to Valleca was to go to Russell. So, again, if you're going to text me and tell me I'm wrong, yeah. you might want to be right. Uh On the text line, Vic, did you see Scott Frost's press conference after the game? No respect for CU. Very punchable. What did he say? He said we beat ourselves. Well, they did. I mean, they outgained the Buffs by 160 when, yards. When you outrun a team by 258, you should win that game. If they don't have two fumbles times and, a, out of and an interception, they win the game. Yeah. Yeah, if quarterback doesn't get hurt late, they probably have a much better chance to win the game. I don't know. They also got held to seven points in the second half. And, hey, and Martinez played most again, of the second half. For all the issues CU had in that game, give the coaches credit in the second half. They changed something. They did, but you know what was the key to that game? And I mean, I don't know if it was the key to the game, but a, a key moment in that game, uh, the last play of the game, they were set up and they were going to play the same vanilla defense they, they played. Yeah. They called a timeout and then brought the heat, which I was in the stands screaming about. He's a walk-on who last played against Ogallala. Can we please bring pressure and make him make a quick decision? And why does it well, sound like we're in a construction Ogallala. zone? I mean, it, it, they, they needed to bring heat, make him make a quick decision, make him make a throw in the face of adversity. They did. He threw the ball out of bounds. They threw it to those crappy seats down in the corner and ball game over. That was a good timeout, a good decision. But I started having flashbacks because the last time a CU team was in Lincoln, had a lead late and called a timeout. Nebraska had a fourth and 25 and decided, you're, you're, ah, let's go with Alex Henry and yeah. try the 57 yarder, which they trolled us with and had Alex Henry out there and honored him during the game and showed all those highlights. 
Um, this time it worked out well because the Buffs made a good coaching adjustment. Saturday was one of the great days in college football for our fine state. I mean, you can't discount that. I, I want you to tell me, when, when was the last time you had two quality wins like that? Two rally wins like that. CU over Nebraska, CSU over Arkansas. Uh, an Arkansas team that was up 27 to 9. That game was over. That game was over. And the Rams rallied to win. I can't find too many nights like the one we enjoyed Saturday night. Very well done. It was great. And, and, and I give CSU a ton of credit for bringing their season back from the brink. Uh, cause they were toast and Mike Bobo and company deserve a lot of credit for that. That's a very big win, especially considering the circumstances already being 0 and 2 and the situation down pretty big to rally and, and pull that off was nice. But look, going into Lincoln and winning a game that sets you up to have a special season was enormous because college football is now going to, it's going to matter on the front range this season. And it's because the buffs went into Lincoln and won. Buffs could be easily five and oh, you're right. They could be, and then they go to USC. So they they have New Hampshire this week, a bye. Friday night game against UCLA, a team that looks beatable. I mean, they got rolled by Oklahoma. UCLA looks bad. And then they have Arizona State and Boulder. So if they take, they have their next three games at home. If they take care of business, they're five and zero going to USC on October thirteenth. You know, for all the criticism we gave ASU and Herm Edwards, who is the quote general manager mm-hmm. <laughs> and not the coach, whatever his title is, they're two and zero and they beat a they beat a pretty good Michigan State team. They did. They did. That's a nice win. That's a really nice win. And that was a great atmosphere down in Tempe. Uh, he seems to have a little something going. So that's not going to be an easy one, but it's in, it's in Boulder. It's at Folsom. The Buffs have a great chance of being five and oh before they go to USC and then to Washington. If you can get a split and the best way to get the split is the first game in LA at the Coliseum. Uh, you've set yourself up to make a run at the uh, Pac-12 time. All right, so you watched the Broncos game yesterday. I need to ask, of all the good we saw, and there's plenty of good in that game, is there something that stands out that concerns you? Is there a worry after watching the Broncos? I thought the offensive line was much improved. Um, I thought the defense did its part with Vaughn taking over the game. Uh, the special teams, pretty darn good. Yeah, solid. McManus didn't miss. They did what they're supposed to do on special teams. They didn't have any breakdowns like we saw so many times last year. Is there anything in that game, in those three hours at mile high, that left you saying, ooh, this is going to be a problem? A couple of things. One, they can't, they seem to still be unable to cover tight ends. Uh, they, they had a hard time How about with that. tackling tight ends. Tackling How about just was, tackling? There was, was another five issue. tackles missed on that one tight end play. One. That was an issue. They gave up some big plays. Uh, Bradley Roby, Justin Simmons, they gave up some big plays. I mean, Brandon Marshall was the best receiving threat, at least a receiver, wide receiver for, um, the Seahawks yesterday, and they let him make some plays. That was concerning. I was also concerned. I, I'm still worried about Vance Joseph in in-game. Uh, they get a sack to make it like third and 20 with 30 seconds to go in the first half. Why are you not using your timeouts and forcing Seattle to punt? He had three of them left, correct? Yeah, he didn't use a single timeout yesterday. He All six timeouts went unused, and I'm with you. Shaq Barrett makes that sack. You have all the momentum, and the stadium's going crazy. A plugged-in head coach is screaming, timeout, timeout, Yes, because then Seattle just runs the ball. You call your second timeout, and you're getting the ball back with 30 seconds, and McManus, who could hit from 60. Exactly. You, you get a chance to you, – you force Seattle to punt. You know, who knows? Maybe you block one. Maybe they shank one. Maybe Pac-Man makes a nice play. But you're you're going to get the ball back with 20 seconds left. You're two one or two completions away from at least having a shot at a field goal. He just surrendered a possible three points. 
Uh, that was that was a head scratcher to but me. It, but it's a guy who's just getting caught up in the moment, right? He's all excited about the Shack Sack too, and it's like, oh, they're just gonna let it go to halftime. This is great. It's like that's not how my head coach needs to think. He needs to think like he's playing Madden. It's timeout, timeout. I was timeout. A, I was immediately. As wait, wait. As did this, you did you just say he needs to think like he's playing Madden? Yes, that's what a good head coach does. Hold, hold they manage the hold game correctly. Are we saying that a real human has to think as if he's playing a video game? No, no. They, I. Take the Madden thing out of it. I think did, your did you point just, is... Did you just reference a video game as to how a human being should think? Yeah, dude. If you're sitting there playing with your buddy and you get that sack, you immediately hit the timeout button because you're trying to get the ball right, back so, before so now, half. Now, we're equating real-life moments to video games. See, you're going to just dwell on that comment because you don't want to acknowledge that Vance Joseph doesn't know how to manage a clock. No, no take, I, the, take I, the video game thing out of it. No, I, was, I, don't, I don't dismiss your point. I'm just saying... As soon as you brought up video games, I've lost interest. One second after the sack happened, I'm sitting on my couch saying, time out, time out, time out. I'm screaming on the TV. This isn't a video game. So he has to have some situational awareness, game situation. So he, he didn't. He didn't. That was that was a blatant error. The, the Broncos have a shot there to get th- a very good chance of getting three points on the, on the board, given that they're playing at altitude and the kicker that they have, and they just waved the white flag and ran into the locker room with a 17-10 lead. That was a mistake by their head coach, who still okay. seems just oblivious to what's is, going on. Right, is there anything else? Uh, Wait, that's a big thing, look, by the way. Case, is there anything Case else? Keenum's interceptions, while I like the fact uh, they, they he's being aggressive, they don't bother me. It's not. You can't say it's zero concern. No, it concerns me because he didn't feel any pressure. and He still threw the interceptions. They were they right. obviously read. He, he misread what was happening. He thought that this guy was going to come wide open. Obviously, it didn't happen. He did that twice. The second interception, first and third were bad. The second one didn't bother me. He threw he threw three. He could have thrown five. He had two dropped. Deion Jordan had one, uh, and then I think it was McDougal that had another one. Um, so he could have thrown five. I would much rather have a quarterback that's being aggressive. Then sometimes you're going to make some mistakes. Yeah. yeah, don't give me captain checkdown. I've I've watched that for two seasons. I don't want to watch it. I mean, I don't want to watch the guy who's afraid to make. A mistake. I, I thought Keenum was aggressive almost to a fault. Uh, again, I referenced one play that he made, the second and short, where he's rolling to his left, gets out of the pocket, could have easily run for the first down. Hell, could have run 30 yards. Yeah. And he went over the top to Tim Patrick. By the way, they used a bunch of receivers in that game. They did. did you Tim, notice that? Tim Patrick didn't have a good game. No, he dropped he two missed, passes. He missed time to jump yeah. a leap across the middle that should have been a big completion. I mean, it was a little bit high from Keenum, but an NFL receiver has to make that play. He's all by himself. Would have been a big play. Seven different Broncos caught passes yesterday. They used a ton of guys. I thought Bill Musgrave's game plan and his offense was great. Yesterday. Outstanding. I thought it was really good. It was different than anything we saw all of last yes. season. I was, I was very encouraged because it, you know what it looked a lot like? It looked a lot like the Raiders offense two years ago when Derek Carr had such a big season. And that's what it, that's what it looked like. So I was very encouraged by that. But look, I don't think this defense, Von Miller was great. But I don't think this defense is as good as we've become accustomed to. So their offense better be good. It better be. And look, I've been giving Chris Harris a lot of credit, a lot of grief for saying this team's going to average 30 points a game. They look like an offense that could potentially put up not 30 a game, but they're going to hit the 30 mark. They were they were really good yesterday. Daniel D on the text line. Colorado needs to win a championship in every single sport on every team. Otherwise, Manchester is not happy. How can he be so critical when the Rockies are in first? The Broncos won. Okay, so I'm sure he'd criticize the Outlaws for winning their championship incorrectly. Let me just make sure I understand this. Um, on September 10th, when you're a whopping half a game up in the National League West, 
You've never won a division title, and now your 26th season of, of existence. The season's got three weeks left. I'm not suppo- supposed to point out any mistakes, any flaws, any problems. I'm just supposed to say, supposed to say, I'm content. I'm, That's what I'm supposed to say. That, uh, otherwise, I'm a hater. Well, I'm content with being in first place on September 10th by a half a game, and we've never won a division title, but I'm content because you know what? I got to see Pat Valeka pop up, and I got to see Chris Russin walk to you guys and have a bulk. Well, I got to tell you this. No one feels worse about that performance than Chris Russin does. <laughs> you know the biggest balk I have? Oh, my god! It's your pronunciation of balk. If Are anything, you going to go to walk? I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave this show today with that seared into my brain <laughs> that a human being in 2018 at the age of what are you, 60? <laughs> at the age of 60 pronounces a simple word uh, by enunciating the L. <laughs> How do you say the word walk? Walk? Yeah. Look, it's the, not walk. The, the English it's language. Not it's not, it's not Lawrence Welk. How many versions of through are there? Of there are there? The English language is weird. Yeah. So everything that's A-OK, the L is silent in every example. I balk at your pronunciations. You got Let's the Vic Lombardi show. One week from today, we're going FM. Don't forget about that. Monday, September 17th, double your altitude when Altitude Sports Radio 950 AM becomes Denver's home for Fox Sports Radio. And 92.5 The Wolf becomes Altitude Sports Radio 92.5 FM. Here he comes and here we go. You know how you sort of anticipate things this time of the year? Some of the best highlights of living in Colorado. The changing leaves, the cooler nights, lots of football, and this year maybe even hometown playoff baseball. Hi, I'm Alan Roach for My Car Guys at Johnson Auto Plaza, where Ram Power Days has arrived, showcasing the most impressive Ram lineup ever. If you're ready, your new Ram is waiting at Johnson Auto Plaza. 1500, 2500, or 3500. Cummins Diesel or Hemi V8. Take your pick. And that's only the start of the make it yours Ram choices. Colors, equipment, state-of-the-art technology. With over 350 new Rams in stock, you will find what you're looking for at Johnson's. And each and every Ram is discounted for extra Ram Power Days Savings. There's no better truck than Ram, and no better place to get yours than Johnson Auto Plaza, your truck headquarters, where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every day. North of E-470. Oh, Saul, you beautiful, beautiful season. The colors are what I love about this time of year, and my friends at K&H Home Solutions want to add a splash of color to your life. Get new windows for your home before things get too chilly, and K&H will upgrade your Sunrise V-Class windows to any standard exterior color that you want for free. And look, not everybody wants to paint with all the colors of the wind so you can keep the exterior color of the windows a standard white and K&H will still upgrade your interior to a lovely wood grain finish again for free and just so you know, both of those upgrades are a $500 value per window. Uh, that's a lot of green. The Sunrise V-Class windows are energy efficient. They'll add so much value to your home and save you money on your energy bills. So call K&H today for your free in-home consultation. Oh, and chat with them about their financing options too. Just go to khwindows.com, khwindows.com. For windows, siding, doors, and more, K&H Home Solutions has what you're looking for. 
Hey there, Denver. It's your boy, Ryan Harris. Are you feeling the aches and pains of growing older? Do your knees and back ache? Well, my friends, I've got a solution for you, and it is the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. Listen, after my 10-year NFL career, I had plenty of aches and pains that I just needed fixed if I was going to live a happy life. And one of the ways I did so while avoiding surgery was through stem cell therapy. I had stem cells placed in my knee, and I was, in fact, able to continue to play in the NFL for one more year. The Center for Spine and Orthopedics offers the best in stem cell therapy. They are an independent physician-owned office that has MRI on the premises. That means lower cost and less time. And if you need something beyond stem cells, they have over 40 years of collective experience with knee, elbow, back, and neck surgeons who can help you live pain-free. So give my friends a call at 303-287-2800. That's 303-287-2800. Or visit them online at centerforspineandortho.com. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Vic Lombardi Show Monday morning in the Mile High City. A little cool this morning when I got into the car. God, it was in the 50s. Talked to H.W. about it, and he was in his park of freezing already. That's the that, first thing I said to you. Wasn't that cold? I mean, you it was, said, it was how, chilly. How you doing? I said, I'm cold. Yeah. It was chilly. Put it that way. Winter is here. It was chilly all weekend in Lincoln, too. It was. Was it really? Yeah. It looked uh, gloomy outside. It was It was great, though, because that time of year, you could very easily be sitting in the stands and it'd be 95 degrees and 95% humidity. It's gloomy and crappy outside for a reason. That's how we should all feel. No. See, that was after the Rockies <laughs> blew a playoff game, and that's how we should feel. Today, I was excited about the Buffs. I've been positive about CSU. I've been glowingly positive about Case Keenum and the Broncos. The Rockies lost two out of three, squandered an opportunity to build a lead in the division, and I'm critical of a couple of decisions Bud Black made, and I get texters say, telling me I should be a little happier, and I'm never satisfied. Okay, hey, dude. If somebody had told me, Vic, you're going to the Rockies game tonight on September 10th against Arizona, you're sitting front row, and guess what? The Rockies are going to be in first place. There's no way I'd be upset about that. There's you're, no way I'd be upset. Okay, field I, I day just, after they just lost two or three to the Dodgers. But, but they're still in first place. They should have won two of three though. Okay, hey, great. Great. On, great. On April 9th, 1993, when I walked into Mile High Stadium for the first ever home game in Rockies history, if somebody would have said 26 years from now, you'll be in your mid forties and they still won't have won a division, uh-huh. I would have been like, uh, really? Well, one step at a time, bro. One step at One a time. One step at a can we, One can step, we, they're in first place on September 10th. Now, if they lose this series to the Diamondbacks, then I'm gonna be like, uh, then I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be hurt. One step at a time. I'm gonna be hurt. Gosh, such a bunch okay, of Okay, if it was days. such an important game, then why did you answer, when I asked the question on my poll, who would you rather seen win yesterday, the Broncos or the Rockies? You said Broncos. Cause they play 16 games. The but, Rockies but, uh, play 162. Okay, okay, you just made my point. Thank you. Oh, so because one game was more important than the other, we can't be critical of the manager at all. We can't be, we can't ask the question, excuse me, bud, why did you pull John Gray after 85 pitches to go with a pinch hitter who's not hitting as well as John Gray and then go to Chris Russin who had eight straight balls in a bulk? What did the critic, what? <laughs> now you're just trolling. You are. What did the manager do yesterday to impact that game? I'm talking about Friday. That okay. was a mess. He made he made a 
Who Fatal had the error. bigger Who had the bigger impact on the game Friday? Was it the manager or the umpire whose strike zone started in Littleton okay. and ended in Casper? Let me let me give you the uh, order of people at fault on yeah. Friday. One, the home plate umpire. Two, Nolan Arenado. Three, Bud Black. Four, the first base umpire. That's that's the order. Where's Chris Russell? Oh, well, I didn't expect anything of Chris Russell. Well, he bulked. He bulked, and he threw eight straight balls. Is there a W in there that I'm missing? I, 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 don't, I don't know how you're getting at this. I, I just think, Vic, you come in today, and all you want to say is, well, they're in first place. Well, they just lost two or three of the Dodgers when, guess what? They could be four and a half up if they had swept them. See, I, and I guess they're a half I guess up. I'm, and you guys are going to get mad for me saying this. But I've never been this happy uh, on September got, 10th. I guess I'm more of an adult, and I see the oh, big picture. Geez. Wow. I guess I'm not, like, I don't have the mental capacity of a goldfish when it comes to a full season. Really? You want to call me a goldfish? I mean, one game does not a season make. I'm not happy they lost two out of three, but I'm not ready to go, oh, my God. Dude, I was 19 years old when I went to the first ever home game. I'm going to be 45 in a month and a half. They've never won a division. So, sorry, I'm a goldfish. What Do I have to wait till I'm 80? I mean, I, I, when when do I get to see them win a division? When do I get to be impatient? Let me ask you that, because apparently I'm impatient. When, this, when the season is over. When do I get to? It, be, it's now in writing. When the, the season is over, the Denver Post wrote it. Vent. We should enjoy the swan song of DJ LeMahieu. Yeah. So this is the last time we're gonna have LeMahieu in a Rockies uniform. Nolan's future is extremely uncertain. You're probably gonna have to pay Trevor Story at some point, and, and we're not supposed to have I, expectations. You know what? Maybe I'm not ready to go that far yet. I'm just one day at a time, bro. We've seen one major what? championship. In this town I, since 2001. I live, but I'm, I'm, I need to be more freaking patient. I guess I live differently than you guys. I do. I mean, Gee, it's a one day at a time. Today's Monday. Today's Monday. I'm happy. I'm going to the game Dude, tonight. You, you hate I'm smiley guy. Row. You I hate do. optimist guy. But you the love the overly optimist guy. You I love hate. the fact that hey, you know what? The sun came up today. We live in Colorado. We've won one major championship since 2001. But by God, let's go have a craft beer and go on a hike. I'm not That's worried about That's the Rockies all of a sudden. I'm not worried. What yet. happened to Vic Lombardi? Where did he go? Where's Vic? Because who is this guy? What, are you going to go walk your dog at Wash Park? Why don't you go to face a Flacco side? Like, get back into this thing, I man. might bring my dog to the game tonight. Or both my of them. goodness. Did you get hypnotized while I was out of town? <laughs> what is happening? I'm just curious. What do you want me to do or say? Do you want me to go in a fetal position like you because the Rockies lost two out of no, three? No. What do you, you know want me what? to do? I, I swear. I'm just going to be like everybody else. I'm going to buy a ticket to Comedy Works. Come watch Bud Black's post-game press conference and just enjoy the ride. Because, by God, we're going to be close to a division title, and that's good enough. Man, listen, I hope adversity doesn't happen to you guys. Because like adversity in your life, I don't know how you would handle it. I, I just don't know how you would handle it. Ed, really? Yeah. I mean, right, okay. right, right now, the way you're handling two out of three to the Dodgers is, man, shocking to me. Thank God everything in my life just falls <laughs> into place. Never had a problem. <laughs> three zero nine three three is our text line. Three zero nine three three is we're uh, assessing the Rockies and the Broncos this weekend. Uh, I just am trying to figure out how how happy I have to be for people to be happy with my happiness because I've been like a nine out of ten today and it's still not enough. You want to watch Pat Valleca pop up? Okay. And watch Chris Russell ball. What the hell did Pat Valleca have to do with anything over the weekend? The last person I would blame for anything is Pat freaking Valleca. Who, who pinch hit? Are you for, kidding me? Who pinch hit for John Gray? 
I don't care. That's not why they lost that game. Pat freaking Valeka. And then we had to have Chris Russin come out and throw eight straight balls. Eight. Eight straight balls. They could get you out of the front row tonight after nine bourbon and Cokes, and you could throw eight straight balls. I don't, I don't put Coke in my bourbon. Eight straight burp or nine bourbons and you could throw eight straight balls. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But that was that was Teflon Bud's game plan after uh, eighty five pitches. Hey, what do you think in a two two game? Honest question, serious question. What do you two think the game three. plan should be against Paul Goldschmidt? Do you, do you just let him take first base every time? What, I don't how do you care. Pitch? We're only a half game. Up. How do you pitch to Paul Goldschmidt? Well, He's they been pitched a to Justin killer. Turner, and it was consistently like. What are you doing? Boy, Justin does, Turner's just killing them. Boy, does Turner ever, does he have a punchable face or what? He does, but oh I would assume God. they're going to pitch to Goldschmidt. If there's nobody on base, you pitch to the guy. If there's traffic, you, you put him on if it makes sense. I mean, you can't, you can't play afraid of one guy. What is Paul Goldschmidt all of a sudden Hank Aaron? Did you see what he did in that four game stint in June here? He's, he's buried did, bonds. Did you see what he did here? Oh my gosh. Wow. So we're supposed to be happy with being in first place on September 10th, and we're supposed to be afraid of Paul freaking Goldschmidt. A 1302. Vic Man. Is, Vic is a snowflake today. Very yes, soft. Yes, you are. I, I'm just enjoying life. I'm enjoying the fact that I'll be sitting front row tonight watching Herman Marquez. You know what you should deal. do every time Paul Goldschmidt comes just, up? Go into the Coors Clubhouse and get a refill so you don't have to watch it because something bad might happen. beautiful night. And you're Denver. soft today. I'm going to have my feet up Gee, on the brick. Christmas. Going to be taunting my cohorts. It was so television positive screen. and in a good mood when Bron- I came in today. Broncos are in first place. Buffs are <laughs> undefeated. I know. CSU just revived its season, just saved its season. I mean, think about this. If I had told you guys on September 10th, 2018, that I'm sitting here on a Monday morning, the Rockies are in first place, the Broncos are in first place, the Buffs are in first place, and the Rams just defeated an SEC football team. And I'm sitting here having to combat these two guys who can't pronounce the word balk. Now you're screwing it up. I'm doing it on purpose. I, I, At some just, point, Adam and Eve were I mean, having a good I, I time just, in the garden, too. There was a lot too. of storylines really? over the weekend, and the Rockies being disappointed on Friday and disappointed on okay. Sunday were tools. But again, big picture for a second. Just go back big picture to what I just told you. Think about the weekend we just had here. Just think about where we are right now. September 10th in in local sports. Doesn't that make you feel a little better? Okay, I'm just saying, you're the guy who's going, if I'd have told you in September of 1929 that the stock market would be going through the roof and we'd all be partying like the great Gatsby, would you have complained? And I'd have said, yeah, the crash has come and look out the front window. Sorry. See, but you're, you're anticipating disaster. Don't look at it that way. That, that, let what? me, let me, let me give you a different approach. Let me give you, don't look at, oh my God, disasters around the corner. Look at it this way. We, that the Rockies found a way to get back into it and suddenly take a lead in the division. And they're holding on. And it's going to be rocky from here on out. It's not going to be easy. You're going okay. to be frustrated. So it, it, when they, if they lose a game that they should win or could win, I'm not allowed to be upset at the people who are sure, at fault? Sure, but don't project. You're projecting as if the end of the world is coming. I don't care what happened on Friday anymore. It's over. It's over. Well, we haven't done a show since then. Yeah, I know, I but to talk it's about over. It. We could talk. But tonight they got Herman Marquez on the hill. He should beat the Diamondbacks. Now, if he doesn't, yes. if he doesn't, and we come back tomorrow morning and the Rockies are suddenly not leading the division, I might feel a little more verklempt about it. Right now, know. I'm fine. You no, know, I'm going to say if, if I'd have told you on September 11th they'd only be a half a game out, wouldn't you have taken that? Like, and guess what? How, long, how far do we extrapolate your overly positive? If I had told don't you, don't look at anything negative. 
blinders okay, on. Okay, if I had told you, all right, and be honest with it, if I had told you that Case Keenan would throw three interceptions yesterday in the first game of the season, would you say W or L? I just three interceptions. some context. Three, I didn't say another word. It's all I told you. I Probably told you. Probably a loss. Okay, see? They won. They're fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. If I had told you, hey, hey, James, if I had told you that the Buffs would go into Lincoln and get outrushed by 258 yards, would you say W or L? I just said what I told you on Friday during the pick segment. They're going to win outright. If I had told you those numbers, though, what would you say? Probably a loss. Look, they won. Everybody's fine. Okay, Okay, so we shouldn't worry about their their play in the trenches. At the beginning of the show, you said, I'm worried about their run defense. they got to get that fixed. So now we're coming around to, nope, they won, so there's no problems at all. All's good. You sound like. You sound like uh, Emmanuel Sanders after flipping into the end zone where he's holding something. You know that he lost his breath. You know he lost his breath. He definitely did. Yeah. And he's playing it off like nothing happened. Quit playing it off. You're fine. Your teams are leading. Everybody's happy. It's happy talk today. Up next, Paul Klee, the master of happy on the Vic Lombardi Show. John Elway now. Nate Kreckman. Is the temperature rising even a bit under the seat of John Elway? Hell no. No. Ryan Harris. You're talking about three-time Super Bowl champion MVP? You're talking about this one for Pat! In the nature of the business, you're going to miss. Oh, of course. Nobody bats a thousand. There's been a lot of missing in these draft classes. And and look, in any other town, the seat would be warming up. Kreckman and Harris, 3 to 6 on Altitude 950 and beginning September 17th on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. You're on your way to the store, then boom, you're T-boned at 45 miles per hour. Instead of shopping, you're on your way to the ER. Then comes the doctor visits, prescriptions, therapy, diagnostics, ongoing treatment, and the limitations. You have range of motion problems. Then the ultimate insult. The insurance company makes you feel like the crash was your fault. You need a legal game plan. You want a legal game plan. At Bell & Pollock, we've used over 25 years of experience to develop a legal game plan just for you. Our game plan has injury rules, rules of treatment, rules of claims, insurance company rules, litigation rules, rules they use to beat you. Now you can have them and know them and use them to protect you and your family. Our Bell & Pollock legal game plan gives you the rules the insurance company doesn't want you to have or know or use. But guess what? We do. At Bell & Pollock, success is no accident. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. Get your free initial consult and your free legal game plan will help you. The road to success is paved with your new career at Brandon Sand and Gravel. Since 1906, they're one of the most respected concrete and construction companies. And Brandon is hiring right now. They need Class A and B CDL drivers and operators and laborers. They need you. Brandon offers competitive wages, a full benefits package, including matching 401k. Become a part of the Brandon team. Apply today at Brandon1.com. That's B-R-A-N-N-A-N, the number one, dot com. Cool 105 presents Cool Concert 2018, starring Rick Springfield, live. Also starring Loverboy, with special guests Jim Blossoms and Tommy Two-Tone. Saturday, September 22nd, Pepsi Center. Reserve seats starting at just 10.50, on sale now at LiveNation.com and all Altitude ticket outlets. 
As America's economy has evolved, so have apprenticeships. Today, they are meeting the needs of our economy in industries such as IT, healthcare, and financial services. In fact, these modern industries are employing adult, youth, and veteran apprentices, gaining a competitive advantage and developing the next evolution of America's workforce. To learn more, visit ApprenticeshipEvolution.com. Sponsored by the State of Colorado and aired in cooperation with the Colorado Broadcasters Association and this station. At Wink and Wink, we know that pursuing debt relief is a very difficult personal decision. But through our many clients that we've had over the years, we also know the peace of mind, the relief of stress and anxiety that you get once you've dealt with your debt. One big myth about bankruptcy is that you'll lose everything you own, and it's just not true. Colorado has great bankruptcy exemptions that allow you to protect your assets from your creditors. And at Wink and Wink, what we do is look at your entire financial situation and help you develop a plan to maximize your fresh start, keep what you own, and get out of debt. Both my husband and I want to say that if you're having financial problems and you feel that there's just no way out, contact Wink and Wink for their help. At Wink and Wink, we offer free consultations where you can get an honest assessment of your situation and we focus on practical, cost-effective solutions for people. Call 888-NOW-WINK or winkandwink.com. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. Yeah, let's play the next play. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, the, the game is, is still in our hands, you know. Um, you know, we're up and then, you know, obviously they went down, scored the touchdown. We gotta go, we gotta go make a play. Um, you gotta forget about everything that you've done, uh, and play the next play. And I think, uh, it was a big time drive, you know, when we needed it the most. So I was really proud of my guys. My guys made some great plays. Case Keenum throws three picks yesterday and three touchdowns. So he made do with what he had and the Broncos win. They're one and oh, leading. I for the lead in the AFC West. It's 9.33 on this Monday morning. Let's go to the hotline and bring in our good friend Paul Klee from the Gazette. Paulie, uh, what stood out yesterday most for you? But before we get into the, the rookies and all that, I, I love mm-hmm. Case Keenum's resiliency. I mean, the fact that he was aggressive almost to a fault. I mean, that's as aggressive I've seen a Broncos offense maybe since the Peyton Manning era. Yeah, it's... uh it's been a while. You know, it's been a long time since I think a quarterback also could look around the field and see a really good Emmanuel Sanders. DT looked great in the second half. Portland Sutton is a cyborg. Royce Freeman looks really good. Phil Lindsay. I, I think some of that confidence comes from what he sees around him. And you have the same offensive line in front of you for all 70-plus snaps. So, um, there's a there's a confidence there, a, I guess a belief in the offensive structure that hasn't been there. It, you know, think about this, Vic. They they lost the lead three times, right? It was let's see, seven zero, ten seven, and twenty four twenty. Every time the Broncos lost the lead on their next possession, they went on a seventy five yard touchdown drive. It was a <laughs> It was an automatic response, and I just actually realized that this morning. I wasn't smart enough to write that last night. But that's a really quick, confident, we're not going to worry about this deficit response, and it's pretty good. Um, and it's interesting how much the game changes, how much better the defense looks when the defense has – when the defense is confident that the offense can produce 
the defense plays better football. And I know that's weird because it has nothing, you know, one has nothing to do with the other. And you're on the field at separate times, but you can see the defense up the ante when it knows that the offense can help the cause. Yeah, they like that. Now, I wouldn't, I would not recommend continue throwing three picks. That's, uh, that's <laughs> how you lose Chris Harris and Pac-Man and Bradley Roby and those guys. And we start to see that decision that we saw the last couple of years because that was, very evident toward the midway point of last season where the defense was just like, screw this guys. We're, we're doing, we're playing our tails off and you guys can't keep turning the ball over. So they got to stop doing that. But it, it beats the heck out of the alternative, which is just a series of three and outs. They actually got a breather. You know, they got to be on the sideline for a little while. Vaughn got to do his ox- oxygen mask for a while. And they really like what they see because they've seen it through training camp. You know, we, we weren't just making stuff up. I mean, sometimes I think we do. But uh, this training camp, the offense looked very, very good. And it was going against a very good defense that was playing really without Vaughn. He hadn't played all training camp. So they have a lot of confidence in this offensive group. Uh, you talk about a total polar opposite from a year ago. My favorite aspect of that game is that uh, some of the difference makers – were rookie players. I mean, on one play, hell, Phil Lindsay's touchdown, mm-hmm. he doesn't score that touchdown without Deshaun Hamilton making that block. Those are two rookies making an impact. Cortland Sutton made an impact. Royce Freeman made an impact. Young, unproven players finally showing their worth for the Broncos. It's been a while, Paul. Yeah, they needed a little bit of juice with some young guys because that had been like a, uh, been a, a class division that had you know, been developing where you have these really good older players, but there was nothing coming up underneath them. I think Phil Lindsay, uh, Sutton and Freeman, I think it was 218 total yards of offense running and passing three guys playing their first NFL games. It, it's, uh, it is a gifted group. It's a, it's a very talented group and there's not any redundant pieces. They're all different types of players. I think Lindsay and Freeman, uh, they're running Phil Lindsay between the tackles and outside, and they're getting him in the passing game. It, it's like, you know, Bill Musgrave and, and John Elway had a, had a long kind of animated talk last night after the game, along with Case Keenum over by his locker. And I don't remember John Elway being down there talking to coordinators after games. No, now, you're right. It, yeah. it, may, it may have happened back in the Super Bowl season, but um, – I think he, I think the big boss really likes what Bill Musgrave is doing and it's hard to argue with him because it's so varied and multiple and they, they're doing weird things that we haven't seen for years. And I think it's kind of fun for him, you know? Well, it's unpredictable, Paul. And there was zero unpredictability last year. Now, now you're getting plays that, okay, dial that up on second down. It's, it's again, almost aggressive, too aggressive to a fault. It can't be, it can't be that one play by Case Keenum where he's rolling to his left, if you remember, and he had miles to run. He could have easily run for the first down, and he goes over the top, trying forces it to Tim Patrick. It didn't work out. But man, part of me says, wow, look at these guys. They want it all. Yeah, it, it's, um, you're right, man. I think that Case, we kind of propped up the quarterback here to, we're kind of, we kind of envision this, you know, an all-pro quarterback or an Elway or a Manning, that's not going to be Keenum. They just want a guy to kind of pull the trigger, you know, to initiate everything. He's almost, he's kind of like a point guard because all the talent, all the ability is, 
out there. It's it's over there, and it's over there, and it's behind him, and it's in front of him. He just has to get him the ball because once they do, I mean, Emmanuel Sanders is he's uncoverable right now. And I don't know how long this is going to last. They're going to have injuries, and teams are going to figure things out. They figured it out last year. The big question for me with these guys, it, it wasn't about personnel. It was about personality. It was the idea of when you get down or you lose a couple of games in a row, how are you going to respond? And last night, I thought it was actually perfect that their game was imperfect because they had to have some type of response on three different occasions. Paul Cleve from the Gazette joins us. Uh, I conducted an informal poll, very scientific, on Twitter. Uh, who did you want to win more yesterday, the Rockies or the Broncos? Now, I was at the Broncos game watching the Rockies on Slingbox. You were at the Broncos game. You and I have a similar situation where it's our choice really where to go on a Sunday. We both chose Broncos. Uh-huh. So what does that make us? Hey, what was the bigger game? What was the bigger? The, the Rockies ended up losing. They're in the middle of a playoff chase. They have a chance to win the division. Why were we at Coors Field yesterday? <laughs> it's just not two of us. You know, it's not two of me or two of you. I wish there was. Um, I don't want to choose, Vic. I, I don't want to have to say, you know, why are you not covering the Rockies? Why are you covering the Broncos? I, I, I feel like if the Rockies go to two World Series in three years, I'm probably going to be at Coors Field. It, that's pretty much what it comes down to is, a, you know, a history of winning. And that's pretty simple. It's a pretty simple choice for me. Now, would I have liked to be at Coors Field? Of course. I wish it had been like a 9 o'clock night game. We could have gone right over there. Well, you just but, said, hold on, I'm going to hold you. Hold on. You just said something. I think there's that shadow of doubt that lingers in many of us that they got to prove it first. They've got to, they've got to yeah. get there. I mean, the Broncos over the course of time have proven it. Seven Super Bowl appearances, three world championships. Mm-hmm. They've proven it. They've earned it. Rockies have to prove it before we can give it to them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the Nuggets attendance thing where, you know, we go back and forth in the media room or on Twitter or wherever about, you know, folks and it's mostly transplants will say, Nuggets fans are so bad. This is a bad basketball city. This is a really good basketball city when the basketball's good. And I don't think it's different from other sports cities in that way. When the team is good, you're going to have a packed house. You're going to have terrific media coverage, all that. It's really just kind of about winning. Now that the Nuggets are good, their attendance numbers are going to go up. It's pretty simple. Having said that, I'm going tonight to that Rockies game, and this is fun, brother. (laughs) It is September 10th, and the Rockies are in first place. You cannot ask for more. And I, I, I argue with these guys all the time about that. Yes, the, you can ask for more. You can have them be four games in front, but they're in front. They are in first mm-hmm. place on September 10th. I did not mm-hmm. expect that in June. No, they, they, these guys have some, they've got some, uh, what can I say in the air? Some huevos to them. Plums. They've got, they've got, they've got some plums. Yeah. And I like seeing, Nolan get back at it a little bit. That was uh, that disappearing act wasn't going to cut it down the stretch. So um, I think they're in a good spot, man. What What do you do when Tyler Anderson spots in the rotation again? Do you just piece it together with everybody? Because that's a concern. Yeah, but. yeah. I throw Chad Bettis out there. I, I don't think you can keep doing that. It's kind of like, you know, you, you, the guys see it. They know it. They're not mad at Tyler Anderson. They just know it's not working. He did an interview a couple weeks ago after one of those starts. I think he had lost like six or seven starts in a row. And it was just clear in his face and his voice that 
he felt really bad for the guys around him. And um, I don't think you can continue going forward with that. Uh, last question, Paul Clee from the Gazette. College Saturday was awesome because both the Buffs and Rams won. Mm-hmm. I think the Rams and, and, and Coach Bobo, that may be a, a job-saving type of win for him, I mean, to beat an SEC team. And then McIntyre's win in Nebraska, um, he's crying after the game. He's emotional, with tears in his eyes. Yeah. And a lot of yeah. people said, why is he crying? I, I totally get it. I mean, his kid makes plays. He goes to Lincoln. He wins there in comeback fashion. I have no issues yeah. with a coach getting emotional there. Do you? No, and Mac, too, you know, with his dad, his own father at Vandy and how close he was, that, that conversation we had about Coach McIntyre and his own father, that's the same conversation you could be having about Jay McIntyre in 30 years, you know, where he looks back and the time they had in Nebraska where they kicked the Huskers' backside. That's going to be the same conversation 30 years ago that we were just talking to Max Sr. So uh, I liked it. I that that interview that, that Coach Bobo did after it when he can barely walk, man. Yeah. I mean, he can barely walk. I I would love. It's going to be one of those things. It's like Peyton Manning's injuries. You find out eight months later how bad it was. I'm really interested to hear the the details. They're so strict about injury policies and injury announcements for athletes. Mike Bobo takes it to another level because he won't talk about his own. Yeah. So I want to see how bad that thing is because that man can barely walk. Paulie, turn on Golf Channel. Tigers two off the lead, 11 in. <laughs> All right, bud. It's going to be fun. Thanks for a few minutes this morning. Thanks as always, Vic. Take care. Paul Klee. Tigers making a charge. You're right, though, Manchester. He's going to have to make some ridiculous shots to come in here and win this tournament because the other guys have at least three holes in hand. Yeah, he, he needs to get that breakthrough moment where he makes a – 40 foot eagle putt or he, he hits, Ooh. hits in a second shot from the fairway and he, he puts it in the, he's got to do something where you're well, like, yep, that put him over the top. He just caught a break now. Keegan Bradley put it in the drink. Oh, and he was the co-leader. He's catching some breaks now, brother. He's got a shot. He needs to get over the hump. And I hope today's today. One segment to go. You got the Vic Lombardi show. The Broncos are in first place and so are the Rockies. When's the last time you could say that on September 10th? Altitude 950. September 18th, your Colorado Avalanche opened the NHL preseason, hosting the defending Western Conference champion Las Vegas Golden Knights. Here we go! Here we go! It's a new Avalanche season. It's been a long time coming. With Connor McGahee as your new Avalanche radio voice. It is a childhood dream for me because I love hockey, and so for me to be here right now is is truly amazing. And your new FM station for Colorado Avalanche hockey is Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Honey, have you seen the keys? No. You drove the car last. Didn't I give them to you to open the door? Did you check your pockets? Like ten times. Forgetting things is human nature, so we'd like to remind you to check with your health care provider and see if you need any vaccinations. Learn more at coloradoimmunizations.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. Hey, what's on your game day menu? Chips? Party mix? That's boring. When it's game day, order up a good meal for everybody from Black Eyed Pea. This is Vic Lombardi. Black Eyed Pea has all your favorites available for carryout on game day. Chicken fried steak with homemade cream gravy. Juicy pot roast. Fried chicken. All the sides. Plus fresh rolls and cornbread. 
That's how you roll on game day. Visit BlackIPColorado.com for locations and get their entire game day ready menu. Are you embarrassed by your smile? Are you unable to eat the foods you love, afraid to laugh, afraid to live a normal life, even afraid to go out in public? Dr. Barrett's with Barrett's Dental here. I believe that you deserve a smile that you can be proud of so you can live your life the way you want, with the peace of mind that you can smile without embarrassment and that your mouth is healthy. At Barrett's Dental, we want to help you get your life back. I invite you to my office for a free consultation where you can find out for yourself if you are comfortable at Barrett's Dental. We offer total dental solutions, meaning we can handle all of your dental care in one convenient location without referring you all over town. If you feel safe at Barrett's Dental, it's the last place you'll need to visit to get the care you need. Is the condition of your mouth causing you to live a life of quiet desperation? Call me. I'll take great care of you. If you're looking for a safe place to take care of all your dental needs, call Barrett's Dental at 303-502-5523 or visit DenverDentist.com. Jokic for three. Mile High Basketball tips off in Denver when your Nuggets host the Phoenix Suns on October 20th. Single game tickets for the 2018-19 Denver Nuggets season are on sale now. Get your tickets to the biggest games of the season at Nuggets.com, the Pepsi Center box office, or by calling 303-287-DUMP. Is your husband still driving trucks for a living? Yeah, but he just changed companies. He's working for Safeway now and is back home with me and the kids at the end of every ship. Uh, I wish my husband was home more. He's literally gone for weeks at a time. Why doesn't he apply at Safeway? They started my husband out at $25.56 per hour with the potential to earn a $12,500 bonus. Do you have a family member or friend driving trucks and they want more time at home? Tell them about the opportunity to drive for Safeway Distribution Center located at Colorado Boulevard and I-70. They only need two years of all-season or mountain driving experience with tractor-trailer equipment and a Class A CDL. Safeway is a company you can retire from. Plus, the pay, health benefits, and retirement plan are all outstanding. The starting pay for drivers is $25.56 per hour. And if you apply today at SafewayDenverDC.com, you could receive a potential bonus of up to $12,500. For job requirements and to apply, log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. Must be 21 years of age. Safeway is a drug-free workplace and an equal opportunity employer. An accident. Is there really such a thing? What if someone chooses to drink and drive and endanger the public? Can we really call that an accident? At Berg Simpson, we say no, and our juries agree that drivers who choose to do this should take responsibility and pay. If you were injured in an accident, call Berg Simpson for free now at 303-790-2525. BergSimpson.com. Good lawyers. Changing lives. Call 303-790-2525. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Um, number one, just containing Russell Wilson, yeah. especially when he gets outside the pocket. Yeah. What do you guys key on there, and how did you do today? Uh, we had a, we, we knew we had to come up with a game plan to just be able to keep him in the pocket. And uh, the D-line, they was going to coordinate their rushes and things like that. So that was a game plan, and um, just try to contain him, man. He's a top-five quarterback in the league. and I mean, I can't, do any, I can't say anything negative about Russell Wilson. He's a great quarterback. Russell Wilson looked very pedestrian, which is hard to say because there's nobody that's more of a Houdini than he is back there, but the Broncos got to him. They got to him six times, six sacks for 56 yards. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot around him, but uh, his lack of mobility yesterday was a little uh, concerning if I'm a Seahawks fan. 
There were a couple of plays where it was like, how did he not get out of that one? And well, how many magic moments has he produced in his young career already? Yeah. And you expected to see a couple. You didn't see him yesterday. No. No. And, and when they got the ball back with about a minute left needing a field goal, I thought, okay, they, they got a shot because they got that guy back there. Uh, and he did nothing, including making a just tremendous blunder. Shaq Barrett had that 22-yard sack, guys. This from Mike Kliss this morning. This is a stunner to me. Shaq Barrett played four plays. Wow. On defense. Really? Four plays on defense. One of the four he had that sack. I would have never known that. How many plays does Shane Ray play? A lot, and Chubb played 54 of the 57 defensive snaps. Wow. I would have never expected four plays from Shaq Barrett. Well, that's pretty good number then if one of the four you play results in a sack. Good batting average. And he tracked him down too. That was pretty well done. Uh, quarterbacks around the NFL. Most impressive quarterback play yesterday. Number one, Aaron Rodgers pulling the Willis Reed. Number two, Ryan Fitzpatrick in the dome doing what he did. Outdueled Drew Brees. Number three, Brady being Brady or where do you go next? Yeah, I mean, Pat Brady, Mahomes, Pat Mahomes is very good in, in, in what is really his debut. I mean, he played in a relatively meaningless game here in Denver to end last season. He goes into LA, which isn't exactly into a hornet's nest, but uh, he gets a, a division win on the road against the Chargers. And what did he throw? Four touchdowns? I mean, he was very good. And he had, he had the big playability that's been missing in Kansas City with Captain Checkdown Alex Smith now out of the picture. Although Captain Checkdown Alex Smith was very good for Washington yesterday in his debut against a bad Cardinals. Cardinals are terrible. They are. That's a bad they football are. team. So are the Colts who lose at home to the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, they were driving, though. They had a shot, and, and Jack Doyle has just a bad fumble. Um, I, I thought Andrew Luck was you know, pretty good in his return. Um, getting back out there, took a shot to the head that was just a dirty play. It's a joy to watch the Cowboys lose every time. Man, Maybe that, I'm that guy. That offense. Talk about a bad offense. They got How no does Des Bryant still not have a job? How is Des Bryant sitting at home tweeting about Cowboys games? Well, it'll be interesting to see who, you know. This is the week. Yes. After week one, Pax the Lynch may have a job this week. He will. He will. Des Bryant will have a job. It becomes not guaranteed for the entire season. So, uh, this is the week. If guy, if we go into this season, this week and guys still don't have a job, then you wonder if they're going to have one all season. Um, but yeah, this is the week you're going to see some of those guys picked up off the street. I will say this about the NFL because I'll you know I'll fight you on on the better product college football or pro football. I Saturdays for me are I mean that's a special day. You can't get me off the couch on a Saturday. I'll watch games from nine in the morning till midnight. You can watch all day. Sundays are great with red zone. They're great, but they're not as great as Saturdays. Who's gonna play in the national championship game? I know the results already. I get it. Who's going to play in the Super Bowl? I'm taking every Saturday as its own treat. Every Saturday, I have a reason to watch all these games. Yes. I get it. I get it. CSU it's predictable. Had a, CSU had a big win on Saturday night. It's going to result in what? I get it. Long term, you're right. Nothing. You're right. Long term, I know the result of college football. In fact, you can look at the rankings and the same damn teams every year. All the time. Same damn teams. You're right. You're right. But guess what? The product on Saturday is enriching. It's fun. It's it is fun. I, I had can't. a ton of fun on Saturday. It was great, but it, it's not an overall better product when you already know the result. It's not NFL. It's anybody's game. I mean, look at last year. As much as we say that New England's going to represent the AFC again, hmm. bar an injury, New England's the best team in the AFC. 
They got Probably. two guys that are they got two guys that are players for the ages, Brady and Gronkowski. They could play pitch and catch all day. Gronk made a couple plays in that game that only Gronk can make. Double teamed on the pylon, gets to the ball. They can't stop him. He's they, unstoppable. They also play in a division where they get six free wins a year. Yeah, that doesn't hurt. I mean, that division during the course of the Patriots run has been awful. And there's no sign with the Bills looking bad, the Dolphins looking so-so, and we'll see what the Jets have, but they have a rookie quarterback. They got six free wins again. So the Bills trot out Nathan Peterman and lose 47 to three. Okay. So here's the thing. So if Paxton Lynch can't get a job with the Buffalo Bills, where can he get one? Well, he's not going to get a job. If he doesn't get a job there, it's because they just need to play Josh Allen. This is where NFL coaches are ridiculous of, Oh, I'm not going to play the rookie. Really? It's better to go with the guy who in a quarter and a half last year threw five interceptions than just throwing the rookie out there. Why? Why do you go with Sam Bradford in Arizona instead of Josh Rosen so you can get shut out? For most of the game at home against Washington, they're just so conservative. Well, Josh so Allen, Josh book. Allen did get the play through for 74 yards, which is more than double what Peterman produced. Peterman was five of 18 for 24 yards, which was extremely predictable. The kid's awful. That's he's, why, why go that route? Yeah. Well, he's more experienced. He's better at the chalkboard. I don't care. All right, Marty O, what did we do wrong on this Monday morning? Marty monitors the mistakes. Oh, sorry. That's not right. In today's. Fact Checker. Presented by Ken's Auto Service. For all your auto repairs and vehicle maintenance needs. Ken's Auto Service. A full-service preventative maintenance and auto repair center in Aurora. More info at kensautoserviceinc.com. All right, you guys botched the name of the strike zone for AT&T Sportsnet. Let's hear that. There were six pitches thrown to Charlie Blackman. Mm -hmm. All six were wide of the strike zone. According to, what do they call that thing? The Toyota strike zone thingy. Right. The K-Zone. Whatever. According to that, all six were out of the strike zone. Yeah, it's the Subaru strike zone. They say it like a million times every broadcast. Is that what it's called? The Subaru strike yeah, zone. I'm yeah. too focused on how many Toyota talk tweets that HW is going to send our way. Money I, well spent by Subaru. Not the K-Zone, yeah. All right, let's take a listen to you experts telling us what a laugher the Saints-Bucks game will be from Friday. Then we have the Buccaneers and the Saints. This one's a no-brainer. I'm pretty sure the Saints are going to win this one. It's pretty easy to tell. I'm going to go. I'm going to go the Saints. The Bucks with the Winston suspension, they're going to be a mess, especially early. I'm going to go with. Uh, I'll go with the Saints. Yeah, I think New Orleans could play in the Super Bowl this year. Give me the Saints. I'm on the Saints as well. Yeah, what are those uh, those pools called where you uh, last team standing eliminator? Yeah, this is a easy eliminator pick right now. Give me the Saints. Uh, we suck. Yeah, I don't, don't I, take uh, betting advice from Vic Lombardi there. Hmm. I, don't I did. Know I, I did I win our prediction thing, so. There's some advice to be taken. We all missed on that one. We, I think the entire country missed on that one. We didn't have the fact checker last year when we were doing picks. This is this could be painful. <laughs> yeah, this would be great. Yeah. I love this. Uh James, you're saying that Vic wasn't taking the buffs on Friday. Is that something you said, right? Uh I didn't hear him. I was in Lincoln, Nebraska. I just know who I picked. Ah, well, I pulled the audio from Vic's prediction. Let's take a listen. Hey, you got your black and gold blinders on no, this so you morning. You should dude. win this game. They're five and a half point dogs. So you legitimately think CU's winning this game. Yes. No issues. Yeah. Yeah, they'll win this game. Well, there you have it. Good job, Vic. HW could not have been more wrong. <laughs> no, I was just challenging Vic because he made it sound like they were playing New Hampshire. It Good took job, a Vic. miracle win to get I, it done. I, I was ready to change my pick at halftime. At halftime, I went to the hair salon. I thought it was a I, uh, I appreciate you being on the uh, on the bandwagon with me there. You made the job. necessary halftime adjustments. Kudos to the coaches. Uh, you said the word Bach 479 times <laughs> in a span of 13 minutes, and not once did you say it right, I think. 
Uh, and James Andrew Bunch, the walk-on from Nebraska, never played Ogallala. Oh. He's from Tennessee. His last game came against Brentwood Prep. Oh, so okay. Somebody told me he was from Kearney. West Kearney. You know who told me that? Kaz told me that. He's from oh, Thompson you Station, know what, Tennessee. Tennessee. Kaz, you know what? No, he did. At the bar after the game, I ran into Kaz, and he said, yeah, he played at Kearney High School. His last big game was against Ogallala. You know what? I'll say this about all those Nebraska fans, as nice as they are. They think all the players that play for Nebraska are from Nebraska. Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah, he's from Scott's Bluff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's from uh, Tinseltown. He played at Ord. All of them. Yeah. All of them. Then that's it for me. Damn, Kaz. Thank you very much. Was he uh, beside himself after that loss? No. Everybody was just in a good mood, having drinks down the Haymarket. See, you know why? Stop it. <laughs> I, I told you why. What is the Haymarket? I, I don't know, dude. He actually proclaimed he's moving to Lincoln. Yeah. Well, what's the world coming to? It's a great place. I, I, I think they've become too accustomed to losing, and that's mm. why they're not upset. Could be. Kind of like you with the Rockies. It was oh, like Rockies walking. First place. It was like walking out of a funeral, though. I took a video of people leaving there. They didn't say thing. a word. So Jeff great. Legwald in studio tomorrow for one hour. We'll recap what the Broncos did. Again, I leave this show saying this. I'll be at the Rockies game tonight. Rockies are in first place. And Broncos lose, are in be first good place. Mood tomorrow. Buffs are in first place. Is it don't this matter. is a first place town, damn it. Julian's got up next. He played well. Denver's All Sports Station. This is the home of the Colorado Rapids. Coming up on Saturday, the Colorado Rapids return to Dick Sportingers Park to host Atlanta United. Kickoff is at 1.30 with Connor Cape on the call. Altitude 950. Rewind. He played well. I mean, he's he's a mature player. I mean, he had 100, 104 yards, I think, from line of scrimmage today, along with... Uh, Along with, uh, Freeman, 180 total from two rookies. So those two guys are mature players. They're special players and they're NFL backs. So that's what we expect from those guys. But, you know, Chubb played well today. Uh, Cortland played well. So we had four or five rookies that played a bunch of snaps for us today. Very pleased with those guys. Come on, let's go, let's go. KKSE Parker, Denver. September 17th in seven days. Altitude 950 elevates to its new FM partner. Altitude Sports Radio, 92.5. FM. Live from the Altitude 950 studios. Scott Hastings, Julie Brownman. Hastings and Brownman starts now. Your construction smells 